Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Good day to you, professional wrestling fans. I am Gary YouTube from Cultaholic Wrestling, joined by a brand spanking shiny, literally shiny. Look at the <laughs> gleam on that, that scalp. It's fantastic. <laughs> a brand new shiny Gary YouTube to the to the mix here. It's Andrew. How are you doing, Gary? I'm doing good, thank you, Gary. How are you doing this fine Gary day, Gary? I am fine, Gary. Do you know the ways of the Gary YouTube? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty. Pretty uh, familiar with the Gary. There's not much to it, really. You're just doing yeah. any old bollocks that all the other Gary YouTubes do, and that is what Gary YouTubing is, which tier lists does fall under. We are here, of course, to do a tier list ranking malarkey shenanigans thing, this time doing all of the Elimination Chamber's winners. Andrew nearly called you Adam there. False of habit, I know. Uh, but <laughs> I do believe you've watched every single one of these matches back to back to back to back to back. We locked you in a room, tied you to a chair... Me. Pinned your eyes open with cocktail sticks <laughs> and didn't let you leave until you watched them all. How, how did you find it? Yeah, it was. Uh, the, there's some goodies, there's some baddies, and there's some. Uh, there's some. Uh, all right, but I'm sure we'll get into that, sir. We will do. Sam, hit the intro, please, Bonnie lad. So just in case you haven't been here before, first and foremost, what the hell's taking you so long? We've been doing these for Bear Time Farm. That's what the Gary YouTubers speak like, Bear Time Farm. We have several tiers to put these Elimination Chambers winners into, ranging from, sorry, the best to lovely, 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 all right, just about bearable, and getting the bin. I have to read them every time. I can't remember them. After all this time, it's, it's terrible, terrible on, on the part of my memory. But we're going all the way back, Andrew, to the first ever Elimination Chamber match, Survivor Series. 2002 Raw's World Heavyweight Championship uh, of course was won by Shawn Michaels with his poo brown tights <laughs> his black knee pads his cowboy bootingtons his weird little haircut the confetti one hell of a moment I love that elimination chamber mm. match you know it, it, it does have a few moments where you're thinking ooh, 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 ooh. you're thinking about Triple H's larynx like literally getting ooh. squashed by uh, Rob Van Dam. Other other mishaps but it, for a first match on a night where famously everyone turned up the arena having never seen the chamber in person before, not liking what they were seeing from a wrestler's perspective because it was just so hard and so brutal. I thought it was great, the match itself. Yeah, I loved it. That was uh, that was one of the first ever DVDs I ever got um, of wrestling. And that match was unbelievable. Like nothing you'd ever seen before. And like you said, the, the way that they managed to make everything work, even though they hadn't seen the chamber before, was amazing and then you hear about all the stories like oh well you know it was actual the nothing was sort of like um nothing was sort of proof like 
looked over beforehand. So when they get slammed into the into the chain links and stuff, that apparently that that gives them big old hurties, Ross. That big it's old hurties. <laughs> I think it was Jericho I heard saying that it was it was clearly built by a man who what didn't know wrestling. Mm. A guy who thought, oh, that look cool, because like, Triple H's idea famously, Eric Bischoff introduces it on Raw, and then non-wrestling people build it, and the wrestlers aren't very happy because it does hurty hurty, yeah. lotty lotty. <laughs> um, but the match itself, obviously, the, the, the story of Shawn Michaels' win was the the four years off he had because of his back injury. Comes back at SummerSlam, gets murdered by Triple H not once but twice through a car window once, and then with a sledgehammer just after the match had finished for the second time. We go out to Elimination Chamber. Shawn Michaels rolls back the years, upsets the odds, topples Triple H. Apparently, they didn't have a finish like worked out before they went into oh. the ring. All of that was just called in the ring, which I find amazing. Aren't mm. wrestlers very good at the old ad-libbing? <laughs> After the Elimination Chamber match, Shawn Michaels didn't do too much with his world title reign. He had a match um, a, l- a month later, sorry, where he lost the championship to Triple H in a three-stage of the hell match because, of course, back then, 2002, 2003, Triple H just won everything. Doing that. He's doing all... Spit the water everywhere, Ross. Yeah, it's just... It was a weird one. Obviously, it's a triumphant win for Sean, and it's nice to see all the confetti. He's having this big emotional moment and stuff, but then nothing really comes from that, does it? That is, that's the last time we see Shawn Michaels with a proper world title, Jesus. I think, as well. Yeah, so, I didn't realise yeah. that. I'm writing the notes for this one down, but yeah, I think... Obviously, we're going to rank these on both the match itself, how the winner, the win came about, and then what they did with the win afterwards. I think the way Shawn Michaels won the match far supersedes anything he did or didn't do with the mm. world title. So I reckon I'm going to put this one straight in the best in terms of a winner because the, the moment, the story, it was delightful. I agree. I would put it in the best as well. Delightful. So now we go on to SummerSlam 2003. Triple H, who walked in as the uh, as the World Heavyweight Champion on Monday Night Raw. He defends against Goldberg, Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Randall Keith, and Kevin Nash. Any memories <laughs> from this one? Um... I just kind of remember, obviously, Goldberg was hot going into this one. Everyone's like, he's got this in the bag as the big lad. He's got this in the bag. But then things don't really turn out that way for big Baldy Goldie, does it? Baldy Goldie, no. Because obviously this has been this has been 2003, which meant Triple H had to win. I knew a lad when I was growing up who went to um, Insurrection 2003 at the Newcastle Arena here. He Ooh. took a sign to that event. Despite being, how old would he have been in 2003? He's a year older than me. So he would have been 12, I guess, at the push. He 11, took, a sign, yeah. took a sign that read, Triple H beat my sign. How smarky is that for Whoa. a 12-year-old? Eh? <laughs> Amazing scenes. Wow. So obviously... I've sat here on this channel many times and said that Goldberg is a massive reason I'm a fan of professional wrestling. Back then watching WWE, I was gagging for Goldberg to win that chamber match and become champion. Mm. And that's surely what was going to happen. Surely, surely that was going to happen. But no, Triple H, flying spear from Goldberg, sledgehammer, assault, handcuffs, all kinds of kinky stuff. Other highlights in the match did come from Goldberg where he was um, just dismantling everything, including Chris Jericho when he speared him through through the pod door thing. Kevin Nash was on a tear as well (laughs) which is quite (laughs) funny looking back on any more memories from you in that match just that when I think it's Goldberg that spears Jericho right through the through the oh my god I think that's the most brutal that the that the bulletproof glass has ever <laughs> has ever looked it's never looked as good as when it, it like explodes in that in that moment I don't think that yeah. bit was so good 
So yeah, Triple H goes on and wins after assaulting Goldberg with the sledgehammer and the handcuffs and all that malarkey. Afterwards, Unforgiven 2003, which took place a month later, World Heavyweight title versus Goldberg's career in a title may change hands by disqualification and count-out match, where Goldberg... He went and bloody did it, didn't he? He, he beat did. Triple H in 2003. Amazing again. Um, Triple H once again loses, uh, lost again to Goldberg at Survivor Series again. He lost again at uh, Raw Roulette to Goldberg once again, but then Triple H, that no good bastard. He won the title back at Armageddon in a triple threat with Kane and Goldberg, of course, because of course he did. That was <laughs> Triple H and that was 2003. It, we'll find this out because Triple H early on was Mr. Elimination Chamber. Oh. So we'll find out that not only did the Chamber matches benefit Triple H back then, but then the feud after that, he might lose the title, but in the end, it would benefit Triple H. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's it. Um, uh, I like this one, though, because it does build heat for Triple H, and we get the eventual Goldberg wing, win down the line, because we kind of thought, oh, it's going to happen here. This is the one. This is the one. But, oh, Swerve City Central, Ross, it comes and gets you. And I quite like that it builds that heat, but although, you know, things just feel a bit inconsequential almost, don't they? Because... He loses the belt, then he gets the belt again, and it's it's kind of a bit yeah, it's kind of a bit like that. So we have Shawn Michaels Survivor Series 2002 in the best tier, the top of the top, the cream of the crop, the whatever. Um, <laughs> Triple H SummerSlam 2003. I would suggest to you, Gary Andrew, mm. is a tier below. I would agree. I would uh, based on just building the heat and then finally getting Goldberg over down the line i'd say yeah go on I would suggest, I, initially end. i was going to suggest even lower but you've pulled me wow. around with that building heatington thing because that's a an old-fashioned no i want you to have a backbone on this video right I have, I have got because a i saw you on that pitches video right. being too polite I've, i know i know you're new around here but I, ha- <laughs> get your get your tally whacker out right just <laughs> tell me what for <laughs> no i won't do that no but, um, I, there's some i've done my notes and stuff and there are some where i feel like i'm a bit harsh but for this one, like I said, for the for the Heatington, I'm growing a backbone. It's going. It's going where you said it's going. Just tell me what for. I'm a I'm a I'm a, a worthless a worthless. I don't know what I'm saying here. Stop Andrew. it! Let's You're a lovely on. man. Triple H once again wins at New Year's Revolution 2005 once again for Raw's World Heavyweight Championship in a match that also involved Randall Keith Batista, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, and Edge with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee. Now, this is also like in the time where we were building up to Batista turning on Triple H. Um, Triple H was famously very vocal and wanted to hold off on that for as long as possible before finally do it, and everyone would just spunk everywhere because the spunk <laughs> had been building up for so long, erupt would happen all around the WWE uh, mm. universe. <laughs> mm, that sounds nice. That sounds mm. nice, Ross. I quite, I quite like this one. You know, I quite, I think it's a bit weird that Triple H loses the the belt and then wins it, wins it again. As we see, that seems to be a recurring thing that happens in these matches. Mm-hmm. But I like the storytelling. I like the part at the end where like Triple H is all beaten and stuff, and like Batista's raising his arm, but oh. He's spying that big, he's spying big goldie in the corner of his eye, isn't he? I'm like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Batista, right, he looked dominant. In, let's get back on track. That's, that's throwing me for a loop. That. Batista so, looked dominant in this match, of course. He was eliminated, though, by Randy Orton. But mm. despite being, Andrew, the younger 
and the fresher combatant in this matchup. Randy Orton would, of course, lose to Triple H because, of course, he did. <laughs> but one, just because of the story and the action involved as well, I reckon this is one of the better chamber matches of mm-hmm. all time. But Triple H again, come on, especially when Randall Keith was the fresher man in the match. Uh, we're coming off of 2004, obviously, where Randall Keith got that big title win at SummerSlam. But who benefited from that, Andrew? Triple H! Exactly! <laughs> Should we just accept it and stop making this video such a piss and moan fest? Yes. <laughs> Afterwards, uh, Triple H defeats Randy Orton at the Royal Rumble of 2005 with the title on the line. He defeats Edge on Raw with the title on the line once again. But then eventually, he drops the title to Batista at WrestleMania, whatever it was in 2005. 21. 21. Um, which made a proper, a proper bona fide star if Batista wasn't already one of those, of course. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 again, I guess this sort of reflects the 2003 one. There's a few that are like this because I feel like the Elimination Chamber is very good at setting up angles more than anything else. Um, but again, like the 2003 Elimination Chamber, it builds heat on Triple H and then also like gets you excited for, oh, it's coming. Like the Batista, the Batista win at WrestleMania 21. So I do like it. I do like it for that. And I mean, the match, the match was fine. The match was fine as well. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad, a bad chamber by any means. Uh, what do you reckon? I'm going to suggest we do some admin already. I'm going to suggest SummerSlam 2003 goes down into the all right tier Ooh. because I reckon this tier, this this chamber match right here, might be just about the perfect sweet spot between Shawn Michaels like. Bloodfest winning the title against all the odds after the four years out and SummerSlam 2003 where boo Triple H boo I like I like that actually that's a good idea because the st- I think the story with Batista on his rise is better than big baldy goldy yeah yeah do yeah, that go on I'm feeling it on to New Year's Revolution 2006 we go once again. Raw's WWE Championship this time is on the line. We have John Cena who is the champion defending against the Masters of Cool five-star wrestling respect Respecta, all that stuff. <laughs> Carlito and Chris Masters, Shawn Michaels, Cade and Kurt Angle. And I know what you're saying, Andrew. I know what you would have been saying back in 2005 when you were all of three years old, of course. Yes. <laughs> T- tell everyone how old you are, because it always surprises me. I'm 27. He's I'm 27. quite an old boy. Look, He's I've lost 27. my hair. I, I'm, and I'm an old I'm an old man these days. I'm an old man. Hey, but you've still got a youthful fizzog, as they well, say, I- up here in Newcastle upon Tyne. That's very kind of you. No problem. Thanks for the for the compliment. No pro- it's a bit creepy, isn't it? All right, Carlito <laughs> and Chris Masters. I know what you're saying. Why are they in a world title elimination chamber match? Weren't you saying that, Andrew? Back I, in the I, day? That's exactly what I was thinking, Ross. But they pulled it round, didn't they? Because those they two those two work together seamlessly, incredibly mm-hmm. well, advancing their way through the chamber match until one of them got a little bit greedy. Oh, naughty, naughty, naughty. That stuff that those two did with Kane as well was awesome. Mm. Like, it, it was comedic, but then it was also, they also showed their chops as well of how good they actually are. And, uh, and yeah, I thought that was really, really good. Yeah, it was Carlito getting a little bit greedy. They were down to the final three, I think it was, with John Cena. You would think they would get rid of Cena, then just fight it out between the pair of them. But no, Carlito rolls up Chris Masters, and then Cena beats Carlito for the big old winning tin. But that didn't didn't end there, did it, Andrew? Vince McMahon comes out straight away, introduces Edge, who cashes in for the first time ever. The Money in the Bank contract and the internet imploded. Unbelievable, unbelievable scenes. You like... Obviously, this was the first time this ha- this happened, so you were like, "Wow, this is unbelievable!" And 
just the feeling, because at this time, obviously, Cena was invincible, or seemingly invincible anyway. You're like, God, nothing's going to keep him down. Nothing's going to keep him down. And then on this day, on this day, Ross, I saw clearly, and he comes straight down to the ring, two spears. And then you're done for. You're done for, Mr. Cena. Then what was the school play- playground like the next day for you? Because the, uh, it, was the, it was the topic of conversation. How the hell can this be a thing in the wrestling? Everyone was asking themselves, what the hell is going on with Money in the Bank? Men- Everyone's going mental. wild. We were just like, we, we were celebrating. So the, they used to have like, at school they used to do, you'd run from wall to wall doing these like ball games, bulldogs or whatever it were called. And then everyone's just like sparing each other on concrete, just, like, <laughs> just recreating this moment. It was really, it was really good. It was really good. So then we have that earth shattering moment just after the elimination here match, but coming out of the pay-per-view itself, world heavyweight title, tables, ladders, and chairs. Edge, the champion, defeats <sighs> Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. That's a fantastic thing on paper. And it was good <laughs> in practice as well, despite Ric Flair. Take, he took a gnarly bump in that match, mm. didn't he, for his, his advanced years at the time. End of January, though, World Heavyweight title match. John Cena defeats Edge, title change. Then Edge would go off and create some greatness with Mick Foley at WrestleMania 22. Delicious in some fiery things. <laughs> you forget which WrestleMania it was. No, um, that's true. That, it was that one, yeah. It was, it was yeah. Like, oh, I know things, me. Um, but I reckon this one goes in the top tier just because of Edge's cash-in, surely. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, if it wasn't for that cash-in, we might not have got one of the best feuds of just in wrestling history, I think, between Edge and Cena. And we got even more incredible matches down the line of like their TLC match together and stuff. Like, I think this was such a surprise... And it led to to great things between those two down the line that, yeah, I think it's got to go. Whoop, whoop, a, special, a special shout out for John Cena Sr. Yeah. Didn't, I, I knew he was a big fan of professional wrestling, but he was in the wrong the wrong line of work when we were doing those skits at John Cena's house. And <laughs> Edge is so slapping good. John Cena's dad. He des- deserves to, but just belongs on any stage anywhere, Broadway, the, whatever the big one is over here, any stage in the world. I'd Amazing like actor. See. I'd like to see him and uh, and and Mrs. Dad go at it at some point. <laughs> TLC match, book it, book that. You heard it here first. But now we're going from the sublime to the, well, the, 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 it's an apparent extreme elimination chamber match at December 2, December 2006 with the ECW Championship on the line, which of course was won by Big Bob. Big Bob. Big, Big Bob. Bob. Big Bob. Big Bob, who defeated... The ECW champion at the time, the big show, Test, Rob Van Dam, Hardcore Holly, and CM Punk. And this one, I mean, the pay-per-view itself was a mess, but originally <laughs> Sabu, of course, was in this match, and he <laughs> they did an injury angle or whatever they did during the oh, pay-per-view, and bad. he was replaced by everyone's favourite hardcore wrestler, Bob Holly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting off to the races at a fantastic pace right there and then. Um, but then we have the booking of the match itself. Apparently, fam- well, famously, Paul Heyman wanted one thing, and that was to build up CM Punk in this match. Vince McMahon wanted another thing, which was Big Show looking dominant in this match. And guess who got their way? It was it was Vince McMahon. Uh, not good. Not good. What a what a shame, right? You, the the things they could have done with Sabu in that match as well. Just everything was not booked well. But then, like, to Bobby Lash, like. It's not really Bobby's fault, is it? It's not Bobby's fault. It's it's the booking of Vince McMahon and and uh, how he saw ECW at the time. Um, 
And it's a shame because I feel like Bobby was Bobby came in really hot when he first came into the WWE and everyone was like talking about him and everything. I remember seeing him on covers at magazines Ross back in there and everyone was like he is the next big thing and then and then this kind of happened and whilst we're, so when he won I guess EC the ECW title still held a lot of weight to it but I think after that pay-per-view it the stock just started woo going down a little bit and it didn't mean as much as as what it used to yeah i think we, i think we all went into the the reboot of ecw thinking this is just going to be like the old ecw but then quickly realized oh no this isn't this is just going to be a developmental thing mm-hmm. for vince mcmahon to introduce new talent as he did here with bobby lashley um test saved the match from being a complete disaster though with that elbow drop off the top of the pod amazing stuff from test mental like that was Probably the most extreme thing in that match, and it came from Test. Are you joking? Bob Lashley swinging a table. What, to get himself out of the pot? like... Yeah. uses it to get just himself like out that. of the pot. <laughs> just, like, just like that. Spunky just... cock table dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but afterwards, of course, um, Bobby Lashley beat the Big Show in a title rematch, and he went on a tear. He beat Bob Holly. He beat Rene Dupree. He beat RVD in a title match. Test in another title match. He beats everybody. Makes a few spread appearances on SmackDown back in the day. And then Backlash 2007 happens, which was Shane McMahon... Umonga, in the words of William <laughs> Regal, and Vince McMahon defeating Bobby Lashley because, of course, Vince McMahon mm-hmm. <laughs> became ECW champion with his do-rag and everything of that, which was a continuation of the Battle of the Billionaire stuff at yes. WrestleMania 23. Makes, so, makes sense, that, doesn't it? Makes it had, sense. The, it had the best intentions this chamber win did for Bobby Lashley. Yeah. It got off to a good start. It was taken on everybody including some SmackDown roster members as well. Mm. But then it gave birth to Vince McMahon as the ECW heavyweight champion, which was, I guess, the, the, maybe the final nail in the coffin for many people. Yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, you, you, can't, you can't really come back from that, can you? It, well, it, I feel like it just was Vince making a mockery of the title and ECW as a whole. Um, it just wasn't... And, and for Bobby to be in that battle of the the billionaires thing as well, you'd think that might have raised him a little bit too, being on there with the boss and and then Trump as well, just two of the biggest names in all of everything ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, not, not again, nothing really came from that. And then he got drafted to Raw and had to just, like, he, he, the belt was just taken off, off him. So it kind of just stunted everything. And they were trying to make him do things he, he simply couldn't do, and that was cut mm. a good promo back in the yeah. day. Like, they'd get, they've got it. This is, how he's being booked now is just a really aggressive, big, scary man who can do very impressive things without saying too many words. That's exactly what he should have been doing mm-hmm. back in 2006. But they were trying to... What, what happened to it? Like, I, I guess it's making a comeback in wrestling these days, but back then especially, and for much of the, the past decade as well, like, like just hiding any negatives hiding any weaknesses that, that went away from wrestling. We tried to force people to do things they couldn't do to make them a complete performer and just, you know, just, just highlight the strengths, hide the weaknesses. What, what, what's wrong with that? What, what is wrong with that? It's good now, though, that they've got people like, obviously, Paul Heyman, who talks on behalf of, like, Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns and stuff like that. People that might not... I mean, Roman Reigns can still cut, like, a really awesome promo on his own, but then just having that other person there just to, whoa, stoke the fires a little bit, you know, stoke the fires a little bit and get and get a bit of, of heat behind behind someone. Maybe that's what Lashley... Maybe that's what Lashley needed back, back then as well. Maybe he didn't need to be a babyface. Maybe he just could have been a mental, just insane, break-everything, shoving tables through the chamber pod sort of heel monster... 
Um, yeah, but it, it was a shame. It was a shame because it felt like he had so much potential in that first initial run and then everything just got, the flames just got put out. Yeah. So the match itself obviously is in the bin. Yes. But I'll suggest that Bobby's reign up until, it depends how much the defeat is going to affect things here to mm. Vince McMahon, of course. Because he did, he did do well with the title, and it did, it did sort of hype, like make his stock a lot more beefier and a yeah. lot more girthier. He got a big WrestleMania match out of it, of course. That's true. So uh, bearable, all be- things I'd considered. Say bearable. Yeah, yeah, all things considered, bearable. We did make a big, well, a, a bigger name in Bobby Lashley. Let's say back in two thousand, well, in the early bits of two thousand and seven. Then mm-hmm. we're going on to the Undertaker at No Way Out two thousand eight. We had a, a year off. In 2007, and probably rightfully so, after after that ECW pay-per-view, Undertaker <laughs> is in a chamber match with Batista, Finley, MVP, The Great Carly, and Big Daddy V. MVP, The Great Carly, and Big Daddy V. Rhymes does. <laughs> I was going to do a beat then. Do you want to? Come on then. Spit that. Spit that SHIC. You have to. You have to do it. I'll do the beat, and then you do the do the rap. MVP, the great Carly, and Big Daddy V. That was completely that was worth it, that. Andrew. Completely Thanks. worth it. SmackDown World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania 24 was on the line here. Maybe, just maybe, the winner of the match was a little bit, a little bit telegraphed beforehand mm-hmm. because it was, it was either going to be Batista or it's going to be the Undertaker. But you're looking yep. at Edge being the champion back then. It was always going to be the Undertaker, wasn't it? I reckon personally. But uh, this match is remembered for one thing and one thing only. Well, that's a bit unfair, but one main thing. Uh, Undertaker's tombstone. Yes, he does over the, the ropes. He does the thing over the ropes, like Batista's got him up, oh, bouncing, and then whoop, backwards gets him in the tombstone. Done. That's such an awesome spot. It is. Well, uh, that's really cool. I like strictly that. come dancing in Elimination Chamber. It's fantastic stuff. MVP as well was murdered off oh. the top of the pod by the Undertaker with a, a gnarly choke slam. And all things considered, this is has got to be one of the better chamber matches of all time. It had the action. Mm-hmm. It had the, the the winner as well, and the storyline implications as well. I just thought it was one of the more complete chamber matches of all time. Yeah, I agree. And then we get another amazing feud afterwards as well between Undertaker and Edge. Like Tactical warfare I've got oh. written down here because that's what it was between Edge and Undertaker because Edge, he resisted everything Undertaker threw at him, vice versa as well. Undertaker had to bring out new offense with a Hell's Gate and all that malarkey, oh. bringing the MMA, whatever the, the whatever it's called. The, the that's it. Jazz hands. It is <laughs> feud with uh, Edge. And then going after that... Um, Edge, Undert- uh, Edge murdered Undertaker, sorry, through all of those tables off the top of the ladder. Um, we had the Hell in the Cell match as well, didn't oh. we? It was just, oh, just the, the feud so between good. Undertaker and Edge back then, it was, it was great stuff. Involving Vicky Guerrero as well and all that mm-hmm. malarkey, all those implications that she brought to the fold. So good. So good. I think this is one of the, along with like, along with the, the uh, John Cena Edge cash in, I think this is one of the better chamber wins as well, where it actually goes on to do something substantial and something exciting uh so yeah i'm 100 percent all in for this that hell in a cell match and he chucks him fruit blooming fruit mat at end off of ladder with chokeslam edge had done it then he'd gone and made a big mistake ross yeah. uh, just <laughs> let him bottom there just done dead I, t- I don't know if it's just me but my perception you know an edge won the title in 2006 didn't buy completely him as a proper main event, but this feud mm. with The Undertaker properly solidified it. Yeah, Edge is a, is a, a proper main event star, isn't he? Yeah, well, oh, my goodness. I think that's the thing as well. Like, all these, all, all these other superstars really, really helped build Edge. And Edge always, like, 
they always seem to get the best out of Edge, and then Edge would always seem to get the best out of them as well. And then, like, that would just raise raise the bar for the next thing that Edge would go on to do, like, every time. And all, and also for the for the opponent as well. When they went on to someone new, you, you were like, well, so they've got to step it up because that was on another level of good. So there we have it. I've put it straight. The best, I think, all, all things considered, it needs to go up there. So next up, we have Triple H winning once again, everybody. Celebrate at home. <laughs> Get your beers out. Get the confetti out because Triple H won a chamber match this time at No Way Out 2008, which included Chris Jericho, Jeff Hardy, JBL, Shawn Michaels, and Umanga. Ooh. And what was happening here was, oh, sorry, on the line was a WWE Championship match at WrestleMania 27. Mm-hmm. No, 26. Yes. 25. Yes. 26. Five, 23. 2008. 10, 24. 10, 24. 24. 24. <laughs> JBL was using the chair like, you know, I don't know what, what's going on with me with WrestleMania numbers these days. Um, it's because I've got them written down all here in uh, Roman numerals and I'm not that clever. Mm. <laughs> XXIV, that's 24. XXIV, that is 24, yeah. 24. It's 2008, it's 24. Yep. We'll get there eventually. I'm sorry for being so tired. JBL using the chair like an arsehole in this match is one of the highlights for me, or one of the lowlights. It was a bit, it's gnarly to watch going back and looking at that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, because now, obviously, we don't get much of that sort of thing anymore, do we? So JBL just going ham, as the children would say, is, uh, is pretty brutal to watch back. And then, of course, we had the story of Jeff Hardy's continued ascension up the card towards his big title win at Armageddon at the arse end of 2008. Not as good as the SmackDown Chamber match, I believe, on the same show, but mm. it, was, it was still okay, wasn't it? Bad? But that might just be down to Triple H once again, getting a pretender to the main event seemed like a, a proper... Like Jeff Hardy wasn't a proper bona fide main eventer, mm. I don't believe, earlier on in 2008. Towards the end of the year, definitely, but this, he was still on the climb here, but he was squashed back down by Triple H. And he could say again, I guess, like the Daniel Bryan thing, knocking him down, knocking him down before eventually giving the big moment. Mm. He could say that, but it's Triple H, isn't it? Yeah, I, d- I, d- I d- honestly don't think that was the case here. I don't think they had that really in mind. Uh, like you said, Jeff wasn't ready yet, so I think it was a good idea to have someone else take that spot. Whether it should have been Triple H is another thing entirely, but uh, but no, I agree. I agree. Because then them two are going to have good matches down the line anyway with titles and stuff on the line, so yeah. So then, of course, Triple H would go on to WrestleMania 24, 24, 24, 24, where he would lose in a, a triple threat match with Randy Orton and John Cena. Backlash less than a month after WrestleMania 24. A world, uh, sorry, a WWE title fatal four-way elimination match. Triple H defeats JPL, John Cena, and Randy Orton. So as I tell you, you might lose, and it, it all comes full circle, but it always <laughs> benefits Triple H at this period of time. And then, of course, Triple H and Randy Orton would go off to have a mad rivalry between those two where Randy Orton was not a bastard and it was fantastic. Yeah, that, that was one of the good things about that coming coming uh, out of this elimination chamber. The match at WrestleMania was eh. It was just like it was. I think it was even in the mid like mid card, right? It wasn't it wasn't anywhere sort of prominent on the on the night and uh, and I don't know. I just felt like the excitement for it wasn't there in that match and and. Things just kind of just felt like it was happening just because. But then, yeah, I guess the aftermath of that and the and the feud with Randy Orton and Triple H and stuff I, that was that was pretty good. I I did like that bit. So I reckon if we're just going to put the chamber match anywhere, it's got to be sort of all right tier, I guess. But then the yeah. stuff afterwards does it just does does it leave it there or does it get it up a tier? 
No, I think I think it leaves it there, especially because of the match at Mania as well that just wasn't amazing. So yeah, I'm gonna go. Hey, all right, all right. No way out to 2009 we go on to now. SmackDown's WWE Championship this time. And guess who bloody wins once again? <laughs> Triple H defeats Edge, who was the champion going into the Chamber match. Big Show, Jeff Hardy, The Undertaker, and Vladimir Kozlov. And oh. the great thing about this is the fact that Edge, he walked into the Chamber match and he was the first one out there. Shock. It was amazing. Triple H there, from there on out, I guess, was a bit of an obvious winner with Edge out of there because he was in the mix with mm-hmm. Randall Keith, who, of course, won that year's Royal Rumble match. Um, and I guess the, the main story here, apart from Edge obviously going out first and foremost, was uh, Triple H and Undertaker, a couple of old gun, gun swingers, <laughs> as they say in the wrestling, a couple of old timers taking out the entire field before Triple H would obviously go on to win. I thought this was a really good chamber match, despite the fact mm. that Triple H won once again. <laughs> I agree. I think... It's the ending as well that makes it. Like, the slog between Undertaker and Triple H was so, 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 so good. Um, I mean, the rest of it was fine as well, but it was just that, like, end stretch that that was really good. And then that would play out in, in matches down the line between them two as well, which was really cool. So coming out of the Chamber match, we have a steel cage match where Triple H defeats Cody Rhodes. A two-on-one handicap match. Randy Orton and Ted DiBiase Jr. They defeat Triple H once again. WrestleMania 25 rolls around. Triple H defeats Randy Orton. Backlash. Legacy. Defeat Batista, Shane McMahon, and Triple H. And if Triple H or any other member of his team got disqualified, counted out, pinned, or submitted, Orton would win the title. But that didn't matter because Orton pinned Triple H. So Orton got one over in the Woo! end. Hey! Lovely stuff. Top two tiers, at least for me. Where are we going? Go on, then. Go. The I'd say go the best. Go the best. Okay, then. Oh, right clicked. I'm very sorry, oh, Sam. I've made a right mess here. Bloody hell. My fingers don't work. Why? Sausage fingers. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're sausages. Then we're going on to No Way Out. Well, we're saying staying in No Way Out 2009, I should say, because some absolute bull buggery. It happened here in Raw's World Heavyweight Championship match where the field initially was John Cena, who was the champion, Chris Jericho, Kane, Mike Knox, Ronald Mysterious, and one Kofi Kingston. But you might be wondering, at Elimination Chamber 2021, why was Kofi Kingston continuously looking over his shoulder as he was walking down to the ramp to the Chamber match? Well, it's because back in 2009, he was doing that same ring walk, but Edge attacked him from the rear and nicked his place in the chamber match. It was fantastic. S-H-I-T housery. Who housery? <laughs> I, no, it was so good. And it was something we hadn't seen up to this point. And we've already had like a few elimination chamber matches. Triple H has won most of them. So they kind of feel a little bit, uh, a little bit predictable almost. Um, but this was something new and something exciting. And, and, uh, and yeah, I liked it so much. I liked it so much. So much, Ross, I'm telling you. I liked it, it was so just a, much. a great match as well, because obviously the shock mm-hmm. value of that always gets things off to a, to a flying start. And then Ronald Mysterious himself just lasted. We started the match with Jericho, I think, went all the way through mm. until the end with Edge. They were doing things off the side of the pod with Edge. It was just fantastic, a fantastic chamber match. I don't know what else to say about it. Just a great match. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. It was just a really good match. And, and then, the winner, ooh, just the fact on. that he wasn't in there in the field at the start, fantastic winner as well. It was. Go on, tell them who it was, Ross. They don't was, know. They don't Ed, know. Edge, wasn't it? It was. It was. 
<laughs> After that, we have a world title uh, triple threat match where John Cena defeats Edge in the big show at WrestleMania with a double AA and all that malarkey. All established main eventers at that point with uh, younger, like Kofi Kingston getting 10 minutes with Edge on a mm. SmackDown between No Way Out and between WrestleMania, that gap between No Way Out and WrestleMania. And then we go out a few with John Cena and Punk and Jeffrey Hardy win the title back from Cena at Backlash in a last man standing match where, of course, the big show got involved and sent Cena through a light. Yeah, uh, I quite like that match as well. I thought that little feud was was fine. I was I wasn't sure back in the day when I was like, oh, Big Show getting himself in the mix of this, but then, but then I I, I quite liked it. And then I think Edge goes on from here as well to feud with Jeff. I think mm. too, and that I think that feud's amazing. Another example of Edge just making gold with people in, in the feuds at this time. So I, I thought this was really good. I, if not, Ross, let me tell you where I think this one might, should probably, will might go. Go on, tell me, Daddy. I'm telling you, it might be lovely, 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 Ross. I'll go lovely, 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 just to agree with you. There we have have it. a backbone, Ross. <laughs> Do it. Just tell me to go <laughs> away. If you want to tell me to go away, tell me to go away. I don't want to because I like you. You were too... Po- I'm telling you now, Andrew, you were too polite in that pictures video. People I are going to walk all over you. No, everybody had good good pictures, though. You everybody you, had you, good you, ideas. You share a camera with that shark, Matthew. He'll walk <laughs> all over you. I did, and he's fine. He was nice. You're a good lad. You're a good lad, bro, Matthew. I know he is. Uh, John Cena this time was the next winner at Elimination Chamber 2010, which, of course, was the first proper Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. This time, Raw's WWE Championship was on the line with Sheamus, walking into the match as champion. Kofi Kingston's in there. Randy Orton's in there. Mr. DiBiase is in there. And as well, Triple H is in there too, and he didn't win. Shocking <laughs> horror of it all. My goodness gracious me, Ross. Oh, miracles can happen. And speaking of miracles, we have a... I don't know if it's, it's not a miracle at all, Ross. What are you on about? Terrible segue. We have Vince McMahon appearing, harking back to Edge's cash-in, mm-hmm. breaking the webs and all that. John Cena wins. Who comes out this time with Vince McMahon? It's Batista. Shades of New Year's Revolution 2006. Batista get, uh, he got... I think he got the shot at John Cena because he attacked Bret Hart. Yeah. And this was in the midst of Vince McMahon versus Bret Hart. Yes. And building up to that WrestleMania match against Bret the Hitman oh, Hart. Cheap. Felt cheap. Didn't mm. like this one. No. Oh, this was. This was. I mean, it just felt like a retread of Edge's thing, but not natural. It didn't feel natural. It. It, it didn't feel exciting. Obviously, when it happens, people pop when someone comes out like after a match. Like, oh my god, it's happening. But like, the aftermath of this one as well, where eventually Batista was just like, ah, I'm off anyway. I'll see you in a bit. And then, like. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I wasn't a fan. I mean, the the chamber match is pretty good because you've got like the legacy stuff, and then um, what is it? DiBiase accidentally hits Orton, and yeah. then and then he's like, oh, what, what? And then he just pins him anyway. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I quite like that. But like, yeah, I, the ending just wasn't wasn't anything. Didn't really do anything for me. What about you? Yeah, that was the other main thread, wasn't it? During the match was the implosion of legacy, which would build up to WrestleMania. Surely. A star-making victory for either Ted or Cody. Nah, no. Orton wins that one. Shades of Triple H from Randy Orton there. But yeah, it's not one of the best Elimination Chamber matches of all time. Obviously, the, the, the thing at the end is overrides just about anything that happens mm-hmm. during the match itself. So we'll have a look what happened afterwards. Uh, Batista would lose the title back to Cena at WrestleMania before losing an I Quit match to the same man. John Cena at over the limit, and then eventually would he would sit in that wheelchair on Raw and say, "I'm I'm gone, I'm quitting," and he wouldn't he wouldn't come back for, a, for four years, was it? Yeah, four years, yeah. 
Blue Teaster and all that, all that malarkey. <laughs> Cena would eventually lose the title to Sheamus again at Fatal 4-Way 2010 after feuding with Batista a little bit more. So the aftermath wasn't really it wasn't. there either, and was it? And I think it was Sheamus that went in as champion on this one as well. And he mm. was like just up and coming as well. So if yeah. I have... To have Cena come in and, and, and beat Sheamus for a nah, so-so feud just felt a bit a bit naff to me. Then you look at Sheamus back then, and he's, he's, he's not the performer he is today. No, that's no. true. So where do you reckon? All right? Bearable? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say bearable, I think. I'm going to say all right, them. because in bearable, we have ECW, and I don't think... Okay, yeah, bump it up one, then. We'll yeah, put it in all right. Can it be putting <laughs> things alongside ECW? Right, then, so then we have the other pay, uh, chamber match from Elimination Chamber 2010. SmackDown's World Heavyweight Championship on the line here. Chris Jericho taking on The Undertaker, who walked in as champion. CM Punk, John Morrison, Ronald Mysterious, and Ron The Truth Killings. Cool. Yes, cool. this one was... This one was... Saucy. Saucy. It had saucy bits in it. Sauce it? because of H. I was but, about to make an HP pun there, but I'm not H- going to bother. Go on, try it again. HPK? That doesn't really... Yep. HP. <laughs> That's H- all right. Shawn Michaels was the sauce in this matchup. That's what we're getting up here because he came up from under the chamber, floor, grid, cage, That's thing. It. What's, yep. it, what's the official term for that stuff? I guess they call it... Don't they call it just the, the steel grid? Did he the just steel call it grid. That, he came from under the steel grid. Yeah. He super kicks Undertaker right in the face, which just hands Chris Jericho the victory on a silver, well, a golden platter, I guess, with it being the, the World Heavyweight title. Yep. Building up to, well, Shawn Michaels was on a bit of a midlife crisis back then. He couldn't get the job done in the Royal Rumble match. He cracked under the pressure, so he's come off. He just wants to fight the Undertaker and try and get the win back from WrestleMania 25 the year earlier. Of course. So then that would build up to the uh, retirement match. Well, what we all thought was the retirement match for mm. Shawn Michaels before he ruined that, Andrew. I know he called you Shawn there. Shawn, Shawn, whoa. Well, I mean, he's got the same hair as me now. I'm just not <laughs> um, this moment alone makes this Elimination Chamber match. Like, I think just this setup is so perfect and so good. And it felt like we didn't see it coming either, really. No. Like, I really, really, really thought that was good. The winner... Fine, Jericho didn't really do much with it anyway, like the belt afterwards, but I think it doesn't matter because all of that was just to set up the HBK and Undertaker stuff. Yeah, as for Jericho, he would hold the title until he was cashed in on by a very excitable conscience of five-star wrestling, Mr. Jack Swagger himself, who was elevated. I guess it was elevating new talent at the time, but (laughs) the way they did that was Swagger's face literally just like... (laughs) It's just not good. Just won the world title, me. First cool time. As a cucumber. First time. I'm, I'm like really. I'm quite young, and maybe it's a bit before my time. But I've I've won the world title. Was... That was a shame, wasn't yeah, it? It was. It was a big <laughs> shame. It just wasn't. Uh, it could have. They could have been. They could have done so much better stuff, and that was just what they went with. Just any, and I don't think he was ready for it either. I don't think Swagger was ready yet. I, I get building new stars and stuff, but I mean, actually build them beforehand before you go. There you go. So this is, this is a weird one to try and put in this tier, in it? Because we've got Jericho as the winner. He went on and didn't do too much with the title. But yeah. then we had the other angle built up for WrestleMania that gave us one hell of a, one hell of a moment. And that, that lasted for eight years, I think, I guess. Just a bit more than eight years with Shawn yeah. Michaels' re- retirement. So where do you reckon? I reckon lovely. 
I think for that angle alone, it's got to go in lovely. I'll go lovely. All things considered, I think certain parts of it drag it down. Mm-hmm. Other parts of it bring it up. Uh, where are we going to now? Elimination Chamber 2011 we have now, where Edge walks in as SmackDown's World Heavyweight Champion. He takes on the big show, Daddy Drew McIntyre, who was a mere <laughs> child back then. He was. wasn't a daddy at all. Kane, Rey Mysterio, and Wade Barrett. Mm, that's Barrett. a nice a nice mix there a nice mm. mix there we get little shenanigans between Wade Barrett and, and Drew McIntyre because they're like they're uh, they're like oh let's team up together Wade goes in to like g- try get back in ring and then Drew kicks the rope and it hits his nuts <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> naughty 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 stuff but all in all I think this this chamber match was was good there was some really good spots starts with Edge and Mysterio Ends with Edge and Mysterio. Which they are is the main threat really through cool. the match, aren't they? They were both baby faces that, at this time, mm-hmm. but there were certainly callbacks to 2009 where Edge was an utter bastard yeah. towards Kofi Kingston. Uh, yeah, they were, just, they were just great all the way through the match. The final stretch was oof. Oh, that I mean, my, my well. heart rate's up there anyway, Andrew, but it got it going. Palpitations and everything well, through the like, chest. The the ending with the, the just the spear in midair as well were like. Mysterio's coming out to get to get Edge, and then he just goes, pa, bow, got you. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. Because there were so many near falls in that last stretch as well, for that just to happen out of nowhere was, wow, chef's kiss, that. Chef's kiss. Then we're coming out of uh, Elimination Chamber 2011. Edge, of course, would go on to WrestleMania 27, defeat Bertie Del Rio, but then he was forced to retire. Ten years to the day before night two of WrestleMania 37. So it's got to happen, hasn't it, Andrew, to bring it's it full circle? You get it's got yeah. It's it's gonna happen. Is he gonna pull that big big goldie out at the end of WrestleMania, Ross, you reckon? I tell you what, let's let's hark back to WrestleMania twenty seven. Let's have Christian come out and Bertie Del Rio's beaten down was it a Bentley? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Let's have him come out in that and just run down Roman Reigns. Just vehicular oh. assault for the win in this matchup, I reckon. That would be good. I like all run down Edge and then set up a feud there. No, you can't have Edge lose. How does Edge, how does Edge no, lose? No, but after? I mean, he wins the belt. But then, like, after the match, <laughs> that's when Christian comes out. Looks like he's going to celebrate. Just runs him straight over. <laughs> I'm all for that. Christian's a much better heel, isn't he? Yeah, right, so exactly. Edge, 2011, top two tiers for sure. Is yes. it? Where, where are we going? What do you reckon? Because of the angle of, uh, not even the angle, because maybe he didn't even know it, and he probably didn't even know it at the time, that that was going to be, at least for a while, his last his last run as a mm. world champion. I think it's got to go in lovely. I think you've got to boot that bad blood up there. We'll get it booted up into lovely. Right then, where are we going now? Elimination Chamber 2011, once again, this time John Cena is in a Raw, well, a a chamber match with uh, a Raw WWE Championship match at WrestleMania 27. On the line, Cena takes on Punk, Morrison, Sheamus, Orton, and Mr. Money in the Bank. Ron the Truth Killings. Mm. (laughs) I call him Mr. Money in the Bank there. Uh, (laughs) Did I say Mr. Money in the Bank? You did say Mr. Money in the Bank. I am not with it today. Right then, so one of the most memorable (laughs) moments in the match was John Morrison doing some parkour. Parkour, 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 parkour by falling in style on Seamus. Just like Buzz Lightyear. So good. That was so good. I like it when when people use just the 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 chamber to do something different. You, we get that quite a bit now, but I guess back then we didn't really have much stuff. Maybe Jeff like doing a flipper or something off it and stuff. But like this was cool. John Mo, John Mo's just so good. 
John is so good. He's un- he's underrated, I think. Big, jo- big, big, especially in WWE at least. I didn't realize how good he was on the microphone. The, the mm. second run he's had in WWE just highlighted what a good actor. I know he's an actor as well. Did, yeah. Well, yeah, that boom, the bounty hunter, was it? <laughs> yeah, and he's doing like flips off roofs and grabbing. I've him never and seen stuff. that film, but oh. obviously the the acting has helped his wrestling promos <laughs> tremendously. That's what I'm trying to say there. But for the bad in this match, we have the raw anonymous GM getting involved, annoying, annoying stuff. We all know that much, and the new Nexus leader. Mr. CM Punk himself getting stuck in his pod, sort of yeah. wedged in there, looking like a buffoon, Randy Orton RKO, and that's how he gets eliminated. You've got this like, all-conquering leader of this, just, well, sorry, yeah, leader of an all-conquering stable, made to look like a bit of a cook. Just, just weird. Just weird. Is this the one as well where like he, he gets eliminated, but then he gets put back in because it wasn't, because he got trapped in his door, and they're like, oh no, go back, that wasn't fair. I haven't seen this match for a while, I've just been making notes going off sources on the internet, so maybe, you'll have to tell me I think that might be, so it just felt a bit weird. Um, But yeah, again, like a a fair match, obviously like the the Jomo spots and stuff kind of make this one. Um, The winner, fine, again, like not, nothing, nothing spectacular. Um, yeah, it was it was all right. It was all right. It wasn't my favorite chamber match by any means. Yeah, so it's it's not. A, if you look at the pantheon of elimination chamber matchups, this one is never any like a one that people speak about in in terms of one of the goats of yeah. all time. Is it? Uh, we go to the aftermath, and uh, John Cena, who won the match, of course, took the uh, took the title match at WrestleMania 27. He won the tag titles with the Miz before losing them to Heath and Justin Gabriel, who of course were part of the next. Mm-hmm. Was it Nexus back then still, or was it the Core? It might have been. The, yeah, I think Nexus then. Must have been the Nexus. Yeah. Uh, he defeats Alex Riley in a steel cage match, which is a match I need to go back and watch. And then, of course, we get on to WrestleMania 27. And the mess that was, that loss to The Miz, which also involved The Rock. Mm. All right just... to bearable, I'm saying here. But then again, ECW was unbearable. Uh, oh, yeah, but this one, though. This one did just feel like it was setting up the, the Rock feud. And then you take the, like... Eventually, he goes on to take the belt away from Miz as well, and that felt unfair to Miz because he never really got a, a chance to shine in that first mm. in that first WWE title reign. Um, so for that, I mean, but then again, because like we lead up to Money in the Bank and stuff as well from this, and that's just a phenomenal, a phenomenal match. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in. Bearable. He's Ross. gone bearable. I'm Same going, level. Shove it. Shove him in there. It's shove December him in there. to dismember. As I live and breathe, I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> then we go on to Elimination Chamber 2012. The WWE Championship is on the line. The champion, CM Punk, taking on Chris Jericho, Mr. Ziggly Puff, Dolph Ziggler, Kofi <laughs> Kingston, R-Truth, and The Miz. A real-life game of The Floor is Lava. That hit Netflix series took place in this match. you seen that? I've seen the, the trailers and stuff for it, but is it any good? Have you watched it? Is it is a right hoot. Let me tell you this. And that's because people actually die. So they're, in this, they're in this room, which has basically got a swim pool of actual real lava in it, right? And they've got yeah. all these obstacles. I don't know how they get the, the obstacles in the lava and how the obstacles survive in the lava, mm. but it's real lava in there. And they've got to obviously make your way around the obstacle course without falling in the lava. But when people fall in the lava, Andrew, you see them just sink. That's a bit scary. And I never heard from again. They actually died. They actually... I need to get a new microphone. This is pissing me off now. This. Um, <laughs> every single time I use it, I knock it off. It's just teetering here. I need to find a better stand for it. But yeah, people die. Just That's like... Sad. Yeah. 
just like Chris Jericho did in this matchup. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Just, yeah. That was like... The thing I'm referencing here, Andrew, is Jericho getting knocked out of the chamber and not being able to get yeah, back in because of the lava. That's what I mean. Just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. Why can't he come back in? What's he not allowed back in for? Like, it's just a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm... this was built up towards Wrestle. Uh, the, the, that, that guy's WrestleMania, mm. of course, where Punk took on Jericho in that very personal feud where Jericho was calling Punk's father an alcoholic and all kinds of stuff, whapping out the Jack Daniels and slipping arse over tea kettle, which was yep. a fantastic moment. <laughs> It was fine. That that uh, I think that storyline's been done better before. With like, um, was it? I think it was in Ring of Honor with with Punk and, and Raven and stuff like that. Like that seems to be a thing that they try to to call back to is Punk's um, straight edgeness and and the fact that his dad wasn't and was an alcoholic and whatnot. And it's it's fine to a certain extent, but then it just I don't think it was done as well as as what had been done previously with that storyline. Um, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right as well. Obviously, it was, again, the way that Jericho couldn't get back in, it made CM Punk look a bit lucky, didn't it? Instead of being an yeah. all-conquering champ, he just looked a bit like, oh, Jericho couldn't get back in. What could have been? Maybe Jericho could have beaten him. But the aftermath of this match was, of course, WrestleMania 28 in Miami. Ooh, Ooh. palm trees and all that stuff. He would retain the title, of course, did CM Punk. Then he would retain the title some more, retain the title some more, yeah. retain the title a bit more, and then a little bit more on top of that until he reached 334 days when he would drop it to that young up-and-comer that whippersnapper, that that young man known as The Rock. <laughs> Yay! Fantastic stuff. Like, this just felt like a little... Not even a stop in the... It just continued his, his reign, didn't it, really? There was nothing sort of to this match that that kind of... Uh, that led on to other things, really. It was just like, just a thing that went on. And then that feud between him and Jericho was fine. I think they had a Chicago street fight and it was... Yeah, it was all right. What do you reckon for this one? All right? I'd say all right, yeah. I'm saying all right a lot in this one. So, yes, I think all right. Not in terms of the table. We've actually got four in each in the top three tiers at the really? moment. Really? Wow. Yeah, got f- yeah, and then two and two in bearable, which is still Ooh. unbelievable to me, but yeah. there we go. Uh, <laughs> the other match in 2012 saw the champion, the World Heavyweight Champion, Daniel Bryan, take on Big Show, Cody Rhodes, Santino Morella, the great Carly, and Wade Barrett. As for the match itself... It was, oh, it might just be me and my outlook on and my perspective on Santino Morella, but the final two were Daniel Bryan and Santino. And yeah. I know the Rumble, the 2011 Rumble, that was, that, it worked. It was special. You're thinking, whoa, could we get a proper shock win from Santino in the Rumble match against Bertie Del Rio? But in a match like this, he never actually thought, I didn't anyway, that uh, Santino was going to win. So it was a bit of a, a damp squib. It was, but then, like, at the same time, they really made you think, oh, oh actually, maybe he's going to do it. He's getting Cobra up. Ross is doing all this and getting him out and that. And, uh, and, and I think that was such a really good last stretch between those two, and I think Santino did a great job in making us all think that it was going to happen. Um, but then, you know, it makes Daniel look like a, a bit more of a, a bum-bum. Like he was in that period of uh, of time, uh, and then obviously what happens then? He goes on to face Sheamus, right? And yeah, then Sheamus say, just. just- just in terms him. of the chamber match itself, the only other sort of notable thing that happened was Big Show getting into Brian's pod and squashed mm-hmm. up against the glass like a <laughs> yeah. 
I know he's a heel and whatnot, but sometimes you need to look a bit like less of an idiot than being then, squashed up against glass. That was weird as well because Brian was just about to come out at pod, I think, anyway. Like his yeah, time, time like was that, going yeah. down and it was about to come out. So it looked a bit silly, really. So as for the match itself, it was quite low down. It was nice to see <laughs> Brian retain, of course. But the aftermath, as you say, was WrestleMania 28. That boot from Sheamus after that kiss from AJ Lee. Crucially, not the other way around. Imagine that. Kiss from oh. Sheamus, boot from Man. AJ Lee. Amazing <laughs> scenes. And that spawned the Yes movement. They didn't know it at the time, of course. But it spawned the Yes movement and the, the journey to WrestleMania 30. So this mm-hmm. is a weird one to sort of put in because Brian winning got him to WrestleMania. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The way he won wasn't very compelling, I didn't think, but yeah. it got him to WrestleMania and it spawned it by accident arguably like the biggest star of the decade. And we got the feud between what him and CM Punk as well, which was really good. Like those mm. matches were phenomenal. Uh, let's forget Kane sometimes got in the mix there. That's not a thing that, <laughs> that, happened. <laughs> that happened. But yeah, I, uh, I, I think this is above all right. Which one's that one? Is that... It... Lovely, lovely, lovely. Is that lovely, 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 that one? Sure. Yeah, why is it? It's weird, isn't it? Because the, the Yes movement wasn't planned, I don't mm. think, personally. That just happened because you couldn't ignore it. Yeah. Um, and they had, they had, it forced the hand. Should we go top of all right? We'll go top of all right. Yeah, top of all right. It did get him to WrestleMania. We'll go top of all They didn't mean it for it to happen like that. We'll go top of all right. Yeah. Jack Swagger is the next winner. <laughs> Uh, Elimination Chamber 2013, a World Everywhere Championship match at WrestleMania 29 is on the line. Chris Jericho, Daniel Bryan, Kane, Mark Henry and Randy Orton are the other superstars in this match. And uh, I tell you what, looking at those names there, Andrew, I don't know about you, but this was better than I thought it was going to be. I tell you what, Mark Henry in this match, monster. Steamrolling everything. Might have been one of the best, if not the best part about this chamber, I think. Just, yeah, like you said, just steamrolling everyone. And just looking, this was like his Hall of Pain, like, shtick as well, wasn't it? Shtick. A shtick. It's, a, it it's a shame the way he got eliminated, though, I thought. Just one RKO and he was gone. I thought we needed yeah. a bit, bit more than that from Randall Keith. 
As, well, especially after like he was dominating in this match as well was uh, was, was Mark Henry, and then yeah, Swift, woo, RKO, and that's it. Come on, yeah. come on, give him a bit more. And I guess the shock of Swagger rolling up Orton to get Orton out of there was maybe trying to get Swagger as a proper bona fide main eventer. Finally, obviously three and a bit years after he won the well, just less than three years, sorry, after he won mm-hmm. the title initially. An all right Chamber match, all things considered, as I say, better than you would expect. I don't think it's one of the, the best Chamber matches of all time by no. any stretch of the imagination. The aftermath, Jack Swagger goes on a tear. I've got some matches written down here where he won. He beats Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, The Miz. He loses to Jim Duggan via DQ, but forget about that because he beats Chris matter. Jericho. He beats the great caller. You're thinking, wow. 2010 was a mistake. We're finally going to make Jack Swagger a proper bona fide main eventer. Jack did get his World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania 29, and he won. He lost yeah, you know, yeah. to Bertie Del Rio. Uh, just and then that was kind of it for him, right? He he formed what Real Americans after this. What, had a bit of a, a bit of a bad gimmick there, I thought. But uh, and but I guess the stuff with Cesaro was good, although Cesaro was. I think the best bit about the real Americans, but, but uh, it's it's just looking at what happened on the Raw after WrestleMania 29. Of course, just showed that maybe the the machine, so to speak, it was who's there. I don't know. There's someone hoovering upstairs, making lots of noise. They're terribly built. These buildings, aren't they? They you are. Can hear everything from the floor above. It's terrible. Sorry, anyway, the the way that that uh, Ziggler cashed in on Del Rio the night after maybe showed that Jack Swagger was never really getting a proper main event push that he probably should have got coming out after such like a, a big shock roll up win over Randall Keith Orton. So, all right, Chamber match, all things considered, the aftermath. Well, I mean, it's it spawned one of the the greatest cash-ins of all time with Dolph Ziggler, but Swagger wasn't involved in that, so yeah. So maybe I guess all right then. Yeah, we'll go all right. We'll just put in all right. Yeah, we'll go all right. And then next up, Andrew, we have mm-hmm. Randall Keith Orton walking in as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Are you okay there? Oh. You're looking a bit worried. No, me. Why worried about what? You're looking worried off the camera there. Are you no, okay? so I'm just looking at my notes. That's all. No problem. <laughs> I thought you were having technical issues or something there. Tonight. No, no. The look no, of dread on your face there. But Randall Keith obviously walked into Elimination Chamber 2014 as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, two-belt Randy, as we all know. He was defending against Cesaro, Christian, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, and Sheamus. A star-studded cast. Oh, I like this one a lot. Obviously, we get the bit at the end, which is phenomenal. And, uh, and, and... And yeah, just everybody thinking. I don't like the shenanigans in this match. That's what I will say. I don't like the shenanigans of Bray Wyatt just turning up with Wyatt family out of nowhere. Mm. Teleportation and uh, all that. Yeah, all the teleportation. Uh, saying that, there's me in the pictures video going, I want spooky shenanigans in Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Um, and then also just like Kane, corporate Kane getting involved and stuff was was bit bit weird. Just wasn't wasn't really for me but the ending was fantastic and again sort of like triple h getting um people over in the earlier ones it's felt like randy orton winning this only got more heat for randy and then just put so much stock behind brian um that it it was impossible for it to eventually explode which it did at, obviously at wrestlemania 30 yeah because the story went in it famously that the main event of WrestleMania 30 that Vince McMahon wanted was Randall Keith versus Batista mm-hmm. for the title in 2014. So maybe 
maybe this was the tipping point. Maybe this was the pay-per-view where Vince McMahon thought, well, I just can't ignore this now. Let's make some money off the back of this very organic story. And that's always the best, isn't it, when it's organic in the professional wrestling. And, of course, this is all about the authority as well with this, the corporate champion, Randy Orton, not wanting to get out of his pods. So Sheamus booted the glass out. Yeah. <laughs> I like that as well. That was really cool. Yeah. I always... I, I, uh, we get, like, pod bits every now and then, but someone just going like, ah, you know what, pal? People try and get in the top and stuff and all that, or try and open the door. Seamus is just like, ah, straight through that window, lad. I'm coming for thee. (laughs) (laughs) Just said just like that as well. An okay match, all things considered. Very story-driven rather than just like death-defying action and all that stuff that we normally see in a chamber match. And then, of course, it led to Brian being World Heavyweight Champion. So just because of that latter part... It's got to go up. Orton winning has got to go up there, surely. I think so. But uh, And just lovely. sparking one of the best things. Yeah, lovely. Get it I'm in there. Lovely. Orton winning was a good thing in the big it picture. It was in the bigger picture. So now we go on to 2015, Andrew, and we have the tag team elimination chamber match where we have the champions, which were allowed all three members of the New Day in there because mm. they made a deal with the authority or something like that. So Big E, Kofi and Woods defeating Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, Los Matadores, The Ascension, Lucha House Dragons, and the Primetime Players. Ahua, ahua, ahua. <laughs> millions of dollars, millions of dollars. They were popular back in the day, I tell you. They were. A horrible, horrible, horrible chamber match where everybody forgot the rules in an <laughs> elimination chamber match. Elimination being the key word there. People were breaking up pinfalls. Yeah, it was uh, odd. Just not, uh, just not a good... Not a good match. I mean, there were some, like, decent spots and stuff from Lucha Dragons did some all right stuff. And uh, I'm trying to think. The, the blooming Los, Los Matadores chucking El Torito about and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Are you all right, Ross? Sorry, I'm not boring you, am I? <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, it was just not good. And I think as well, at this point, New Day weren't, really established in their heel role and people weren't really taking them seriously. I don't really didn't really like them and there was like no fan fanfare behind them and stuff like that. So it just felt a bit like what eh? This was another one that was just meh for me, really. Yeah, so this this pay-per-view took place in the May and a couple of months later obviously at SummerSlam. This is where New Day were fully on because I my favorite incarnation of the New Day is 2015 heel New mm. Day. It doesn't get better than that for me in terms of New Day. Do you agree or do you disagree? I agree because it's just like their obliviousness, right? They're just uh, like, "Oh, what? No, we're not heels or anything. We're not what 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 why are you saying that we're these bad people? Yeah. But uh, and I like that so much. Them just being oblivious and being super daft with 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 their personalities and stuff. I thought I always thought that was, was so good. Yeah, their stuff with Seth Rollins as well was always a highlight. And then, obviously, mm. they, just because the fact they were so entertaining, they had to turn them baby faces because they were getting positive reactions anyway because they were just that good in their heel roles. So, yeah, yeah. we're building up to SummerSlam 2015 where that they won the titles back from the primetime players because the primetime players took them at money in the bank, I do believe. And that's... yeah. Maybe my favourite tag team win of the 2010s was New Day at SummerSlam 2015. It's a a topic of discussion that everybody has, their favourite tag team win of a particular decade. What was your favourite tag team win of the 2010s, Andrew? My favourite tag team win of the... uh, uh, Tag team title win, I should say. Do you know what? Probably that one. I think I would say that one. Just because like that, that is when everybody was starting to get behind New Day. And uh, and then they kind of just went on the up and up from there. Um, yeah. You know, so I, yeah, I go, I go with that one as well. 
So the match initially, I think this is worse than ECW's December to Dismember because it didn't, wow. it didn't, it didn't have that test moment, mm. that test elbow drop. It didn't have that big moment for me that was on that level of a test elbow drop off the top yeah. of the pod. And then the aftermath, it was a bit like, and uh, we've got to say this is tag team wrestling in WWE in the modern day as a whole. Afterthought in it, so it's not there's it not really that investment there. So yes, New Day t- dropping the tag titles to get them back eventually from primetime players. That was a fun moment, but like. <sighs> Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, i go below then, below ECW, bin, bin, which is bin. mental to think. Bin, but yeah, bin, bin. there's just nothing to it. No, no, it, it just felt like they didn't know what they wanted to do, most mm. of them. And That's just symptomatic of tag team wrestling, as we say, because it's... Yeah. A, it should be a lot. There should be a lot more stock in tag team wrestling in WWE as a whole, because mm-hmm. we know how great tag team matches can be, but they just don't do it. Whether it be the men's Raw SmackDown or the women's as well, it's, and they've it's, got so many good tag teams as well. That's the thing. They're like, not breaking them up though. Yeah, that's true. That's and they're making new ones for mm. some reason, for whatever reason. But load of bollocks, I tell you. Load of bollocks, I tell you. I tell like you. Yorkshireman now. Now we <laughs> have um, also from 2015. So interestingly, on this pay per view. There was no World Title Chamber match. There was just the tag team and the Intercontinental Tag Team Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Where that the vacant is. Intercontinental Championship was on the line because this came after Daniel Bryan was forced to retire. Unfortunately, Ryback came out on top and he was in there with Dolph Ziggler, King Barrett, Mark Henry, R-Truth and Sheamus. And this match was famous for a, a, a well, a botch. Mark Henry's pod door. It opened, and Mark Henry didn't know where. Oh, should yeah. I should I go against the script here and go out there? Should I just stay until my time is ready to happen? And he went out there eventually. Bless him. But all everything just went to went to crap after I, that. And yeah. all credit in the world to Dolph Ziggler because you can hear it clearly if you listen very closely. He just takes control of that matchup. He, he he's calling spots, but he's doing it in a very clever way where he sort of makes a. Um, Makes a what's uh, uh, he makes a he makes a thing with some fellow heels in that match. It makes, he makes a thing, a, an alliance. An alliance. That's what I'm looking Whoa. for. Thank you, Andrew. I'm going to wake up eventually. Let me tell you that. Um, he makes an alliance with some other heels in the match. And he's sort of calling spots by saying, "You get there and do that." My bit making plans and the guys of this heel alliance. And it's very cleverly done. It is. It um it saves 2015 from being. From having two awful chamber matches like the, like Ziggler Ziggler's work in this saves this match. Not well. By, it's, it's well, still not. It's still not one it's of the still better not good, matches. But I mean, it's not. It's not. But I mean, at least it saves it from being uh, abysmal. Mm. You know, um, the winner Ryback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess another big moment we have to mention from this match was Sheamus. Who purposefully, it was clear to everyone watching who had working eyes at the time in 2015, he locked himself in his pod yeah, with his big with his cross, cross thing. But the co- <laughs> what did you do there? But no, it's the, it's cro- the co- <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> but the commentary team, they, um, they try and sell it as if Seamus was stuck in his pod. Mm-hmm. Just telling a completely different story to the story that was actually happening. And then he decides, ah, naff it, I'll come out now and just takes it out and then comes out again. Like, Absolute it, mess. Weird. Yeah, it yeah. was. That wasn't good. So Ryback obviously wins the match and because it was again the Intercontinental Championship much like the tag team titles at the time and still to this day, very much an afterthought in WWE, mm-hmm. which is a shame, not like it was when we were growing up, was it? Um, Ryback, he held the title for 112 days until he dropped it to heel 
2015 KO at night of champions. Kevin Owens back then is way better than Kevin Owens of today. I don't care what you say. Even though he still yep. is good today in the every 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 man, the the, the yeah, every man, yeah. The average Joe. Yes. <laughs> I like, yeah, that's, really that's well. the one as well. Yeah, he was much better in that role as a heel back in 2015. But as, as we say, it was just a weird time for the IC title because it was just mm-hmm. a an afterthought, which was a shame. Yeah, and then he what? Then Ryback was feuding with Miz and Big Show, and that's a triple threat everybody wants to see, right? <laughs> I mean, some of the like some of the matches weren't too bad, but they weren't anything special. And like you said, it was just a secondary thought at that mm. point. Like it, it, it didn't hold what it used. Like the the Intercontinental Championship didn't hold the sort of grandeur as it as it did when we when when we were we nippers ladder tell me what yeah. you know that was a long time ago wasn't it mm, right then it so right back winning not one of the best chamber matches of all time and going on to have not a memorable title reign not good signs for this tier ranking thing is it would you say bearable or i'd say bearable you, yeah 2017 we go on to now 2016 got a year off because of course it did after the other bollocks that was 2015 <laughs> rightfully so good call WWE new chamber debuts of course in 2017 with the new the glass up high for the, the extra camera angles and then the the padding along the weather the, what was the the steel grate the steel grate the official term the yeah. steel grate so we can do more impressive moves and not kill ourselves it was a good thing because annoying thing I saw someone on my Facebook feed actually um Post to a, another wrestling thing uh, saying that it's, it's now called the Elimination Playpen, not the Elimination <laughs> Chamber, because they've got padding so the wrestlers don't actually hurt themselves. And I think that's a terrible outlook to have on this thing. They're yeah. human beings as well, goddammit. God well, that's damn it. it. I, I think even in this match, I can't, I can't remember if it's JBL saying stuff like, oh, yeah, it used to work before when you didn't have padding and stuff. Down. When like, they were real on, men. JBL. Yeah, <laughs> with guns and knives. So, of course, Bray Wyatt gets an Well, it's emotional for, for smarky people like us because, you know, <laughs> Bray Wyatt finally getting the big one. But he wins yes. a match that where John Cena walked in as the champion after that big match he had with AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble, of course. AJ Styles is in there too. Big, baldy bastard Baron Corbin, Dean Ambrose, and The Miz. Ambrose eliminated early by Corbin, so Corbin gets pissed off and batters him. That was a role played very well by big, baldy bastard Baron Corbin. Cena and AJ, too focused on each other, still trying to one-up each, one each other in the midst of their world title feud. That allows Bray Wyatt to sweep in there and take the big old bloody victory. And it was just, everyone had a role to play in this match, and they all played their role very well, I thought. Yeah, really good storytelling and a really good match as well. I I really enjoyed this one. And just to see Bray get the belt was nice. That was I think that that was his first title, right? In WWE? Am I You have a tag team title reign, surely? Oh yeah, well done. But I guess sing oh singles title then. Yeah. And yeah. that that being your first singles title is mental to Big even one. think about. That's Big so one. good. Big one. Big one. So Big then the one. chamber match, obviously, it was good, as we've said there. But the aftermath, <laughs> what could have been with Bray Wyatt's world title reign? Of course, we've gone to WrestleMania 33 and Randy Orton. No, Bray Wyatt. Who had the hologram? I always forget this mixed up. Mm-hmm. Is it Bray who had the holograms or Randy who brought the hologram? Bray brought no, the holograms. No, Bray, Bray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Randy's not scared of projectors and no. images being projected onto a wrestling match. So that was fine. <laughs> um, and, of course, we had the House of Horrors as well and... Oh, it really Just brings bad. it down, doesn't it? So I think if we had a, a good reign for Bray... Oh, microphone again. If we, had, if we had a good reign for Bray, no doubt about it would have been in the best for me. But yep. since we had a terrible reign for Bray, 
Got to bring it down to lovely, 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 maybe even all right. What you yeah, saying? I'd probably say all right. It's just oh, another. Right. It's just another like. It's another example of WWE just not knowing what to do with Bray when he gets something, or like yeah. where to go with him. Because every time they they give him a belt or something, because he's always like positioned as this supernatural, no, nothing can stop him kind of person. And then when you give him a belt, someone's eventually got to stop him, and then. That just makes him look weak, and then he goes away, and then comes back better, and then something happens, and then he has to go away again. Like it, it's such a shame because he deserves a lot as well because his character work is phenomenal. He's really good in the ring as well. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's just a shame. It's a big old shame, Ross. A big old shame. Was he a tag team champion by that time? I'm trying to think here. I'm. Mm, Let me go on his Wikipedia on. where you we get all of the little... answers. Do you want to sing yeah. a song or something just to fill the yeah. time? What do you want me to sing? Uh, the Okie Doke theme from start to finish, uh, please. Okay, if you have a problem and you need a helping hand, cross the dell and ring the bell, he'll understand. Get ready, cause here comes Okie Doke. The friendliest of folk is Mr. Okie Doke. And then it's like key changes, Keep but going. I can't remember, I can't remember, changes, I can't eh? remember the lyrics. <laughs> He's doing all this with his hands, Ross. Yeah, keep going, keep going, because I went on the wrong Wikipedia page. Oh, it's finished. I'm back and better than ever. I got a neck. Right, I've had it confirmed. Thank God. The SmackDown tag team title reign he had with Luke Harper and Randy Orton, as well as the sort of trios that took place when it started. In December of 2016, so that was indeed okay. his second title in WWE. We got there mm. in the end. Don't worry about everybody. We did. Uh, we can't have people saying, no, that's wrong no, in the comments, can wrong. we? That's <laughs> naughty. 2018, we go on to Andrew now in the first ever women's elimination chamber match. Alexa Bliss walks in as Raw Women's Champion, and she defends against Bailey. <laughs> Andy Rose. Uh, Mickey James, Sasha Banks, and Sonya Deville. Fire and desire, they do some things together, but it didn't last all too long. And then it was all about Sasha Banks and Bailey mm-hmm. working together until the very end, well, just about just before the very end, before Sasha kicked Bailey off the pod. Oh, that bitch. Shenanigans, Ross. Shenanigans. After they were teaming a little bit as well in there. But you go. But despite the fact this is around the period, of, well, the year before, I should say, back in 2017, we're seeing Braun Strowman try to actually murder Roman Reigns on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Bailey, sorry, Sasha kicking Bailey off the pod was enough for Kurt Angle to not just send him off on a feud like any, any normal general manager would. That was too far for Kurt Angle, so he sent Bailey and Sasha Banks to therapy because <laughs> they, they, they are the women and Braun and Ra- Roman they kill don't need each other it. Isn't, as, isn't as severe as one no. kick off the pod or something like that. Absolute mess that was back in the day. Um, but such a, uh, Sorry, Mickey James as well. Another impressive moment in the match was jumping off the pod. Um, Alexa Bliss entered with Sasha and Bailey left, of course. Then Sasha, she couldn't wait to get rid of Alexa Bliss and then have a good old scrap, a good old honourable scrap with uh, Bailey. Uh, she did that too soon, so Alexa Bliss took advantage of that and she kept her title. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I'd, I mean, I thought this was good. I quite like this match. I didn't think it was a bad match at all. Obviously, it being the women's, it's the inaugural elimination chamber for the for the women as well, isn't it? Like, mm. I thought they did a really good job. I like the 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 teams, 
the like the separate individuals teaming up in their little tag teams to sort of overcome people and stuff. I thought that was really good. And then the turns and everything as well, I thought that was really good. And then keeping the title on Bliss, I thought it was good too, because I don't think she'd really done much in terms of defending the title beforehand. And this was just another, like, oh, she kind of she she kind of just sort of found a way to win rather than having to like put everything into it to 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 retain a title. I think she's done a maybe not with this raw title reign itself, but she's done a lot with lots of different titles by yeah. this point in 2018. Yeah, she's just she was established, wasn't she, back in the mm-hmm. day? It's weird to see how things have gone here yeah. in 2021, isn't it, with Alexa Bliss? But I guess that's what you need to do when you've got a long career because it's hard yes. to think. She got put on the main roster in 2016, I think it was. Wow, that's going on for five years now. That's, even like watching these back, like 2018, I still got to refresh, like refresh my memory because I'm like, I can't even remember that happening, and that wasn't even that long ago. Like it stuff all, happens so it fast. It all blurs into one for me, it Andrew. Does. It's, 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 it's terrible, but the way, but it's, it's the thing because you think about uh, massive names like Mr. Perfect back in the day. I'm sure that his tenure in WWE wasn't as long as Alexa Bliss's and stuff like that. It just yeah. the superstars of today stick around for a lot longer than they used to back in the day, mm-hmm. and it's a, a weird thing to wrap your head around. But the aftermath. For Alexa Bliss was WrestleMania 34, where Alexa as the heel was taking on Nia as the babyface, and I was fully behind Nia there, and mm-hmm. Nia got a big victory against that no good bullying bitch. Oh, I like this. I thought this was really, I thought this was really good. I know it got a lot of backlash from people and stuff about the storyline and whatnot, but I think it was perfect in that Alexa built so much heat, and then we get the feel-good moment of Nia Jax finally overcoming her her bullies, the, exactly. na- the nasty bully. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I just thought it was really good. I thought, and 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 I thought the way that it built up from Elimination Chamber was was done really well too. Yeah, with obviously Alexa cutting that promo, it would have been to Mickey James, wasn't it, backstage, and then Nia yeah. somehow heard her slandering her good name and the way she looked and all that stuff. And it was a a, a nice story as well. But this would build to June where Nia would lose the title to Alexa Bliss, who cashed in her money in the bank. So obviously, bullies always prosper, don't they? But then, of course, that would go on to Alexa Bliss losing the Raw Women's Championship to Ronda Rousey in a win that got us a victory over the WrestleTalk WrestleTwats. So, yes. Right, go straight in best, then, eh? Straight in the best, now. It was, uh, (laughs) I'd say it was, you know, it was... Not one of the better Elimination Chamber matches of all time. It was a good, solid match. A few things went wrong, but I think that's to be expected. I mean, the men's, the first ever men's match had a lot, a lot of stuff that yeah. went wrong as well. So to be expected. And in the aftermath, told a solid sort of realistic story, in my opinion. So Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Lovely? I it was, it was all right. Yeah, put it, no, put it in lovely. I think lovely's, lovely's a, good, a good shout. Above 2017, the men's? Mm. Oh. We'll put the 2017 in that bracket as well, so they're both yeah, the same Yeah, go on. One. There you go. That's how, that's how these tears work, Andrew. You just On the mix fly. them as you go along, yeah. Um, 2018, the other match, the men's match for a Universal Championship match at WrestleMania 34 was obviously going to be won by Roman Reigns at that point in time. But also in that match was Braun Strowman, Elias, Finn Balor, John Cena, Seth Rollins, and the Miz. You might be thinking, Ross, your maths is a bit off there, is it not? But it's not, though, because uh, was, uh, was it Rollins and Balor? had a qualifying triple threat mm-hmm. match where they both pinned somebody, I forget who it was, at the yeah. same time. So instead of just having a singles match to put one person in there, they just threw them both in there at the same time. So we started off with a triple threat match. At the beginning, I think it was, but this was all about Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman at this time was on fire. 
I used to call him the meme among men back in those days because it used to feel like every single week you'd turn on Monday Night Raw and he was doing some sort of memeable moment. <laughs> I liked Tipping him over back, ambulances back then. He was, he was great back then. Just was. watching him do big, silly stuff. It was always fantastic viewing, especially at that point in time against the Smark's worst enemy, yeah, Roman Mr. Reigns. Was, at that time, we're still getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed as this three-year journey from WrestleMania 31 in the main event where Roman originally, I guess, was supposed to beat Brock Lesnar all the way through until what event was it? Um, SummerSlam 2018 is when he finally got that big pay-per-view victory over Brock Lesnar. We were still on that road at this point, so Braun Strowman was never going to prosper at this period of time, despite, well, no matter how impressive he was. Mm, Yeah, uh, it's such an eye-rolling moment as well because... You've got so many good, ta- so many good wrestlers in that match that they could have done anything else. They could have done anything else with this, but then they decided to stick with Roman, and then we went on to WrestleMania 34 with that wonderful match that those that Brock and Roman had together. That the crowd they loved it. They loved it's, it so much. It's weird how WWE works sometimes because Braun Strowman 2017 in early 2018 was on fire. And if mm-hmm. there's any time to make him a world champion, it was then. Not waiting a couple of more years and then making him a world champion sort of by mistake with circumstances with Roman Reigns, obviously, this time last year with the pandemic and all of that and Braun taking mm-hmm. his place and beating Goldberg. It's weird how they held off on that and then waited until Braun Strowman was really cold yeah, to, to, I, to, to make him a world champion. And he, he looked really good in this match as well. Yeah. He looked really good, just like destroying everybody and, and, and stuff. So it did feel strange for them not to uh, to just go have the belt. Go on, go on your push. You have that. Nobody, nobody's behind Reigns at the moment. Why do we keep trying to shove him down people's throats? Just give it to someone else. Kind of like the, I guess, the Daniel Bryan thing, right? Like, why didn't they listen and go, oh, actually, let's put this guy in there instead? Because mm. it, it pays off. It's weird to speak about Reigns. Like you, f- you forget about how long that was where Reigns was getting pushed no matter what and suffering mm. succotash and from there <laughs> on onwards and all that stuff because now he's just absolutely amazing promos and yep. storyline and wrestling, 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 ac- and I said wrestling action there. Wrestling action. <laughs> wrestling that, action. Uh, do- excuse me, that he does Wait. inside the wrestling ring. It's, it's, just, it's, it's weird how hands. far he's come. He's just yes. amazing now these days, isn't he? But the mm. aftermath of this Chamber match was obviously Roman Reigns losing at WrestleMania 34 amid all of those rumours about Brock Lesnar leaving WWE to go back to UFC and all that stuff. Despite all of that, Brock won once again and Roman got very bloody while doing so. Um, We went to Saudi Arabia and Roman lost that cage match to Brock Lesnar. But eventually, as I said earlier, at SummerSlam 2018, you would get one over Lesnar three years after, well, three and a bit years after he was originally supposed to do it, I guess, before Rollins obviously added and then cashed in. And the greatest heist of the century. <laughs> all that stuff. But this one's got to go lower down for all things considered, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, Bearable. without a doubt. Uh, y- that's with ECW, right? That's with ECW, yeah, and a couple more. 2015 yeah. Intercontinental, yeah. yeah. Let's get in there. Think, sorry, yeah. Braun. Sorry, nah, Braun. Yeah, sorry, Braun. It's not your fault, though, Braun. Nah. Big Vinnie Mac. Get him told. <laughs> or, t- or telt. Get him telt. You, you say telt, don't you, up here? Yeah. Yeah. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. Yeah. Bailey and Sasha Banks now, Elimination Chamber 2019, Women's Tag Team Championships. Obviously, on the line here, Carmella and Naomi were a tag team that were involved in that match. Fire and Desire. Nia Jax and Tamina, that was the time. I tell you, the Tamina turned to the pole out of the station back then. It was the time. The Iconics were in there, the Riot Squad as well. Um, yes, the Iconics were funny. 
Mm-hmm. Tamina did a Superfly splash um, on the Riot Squad as a collective. Everyone saw that Nia Jax and Tamina were the main threat in that match, so they went and bullied up, bullied them. Sorry, ganged up on them, I should say. <laughs> bullied up on them. I'm falling asleep here, Andrew. I'm losing steam. Um, Nia runs into a pod where she sort of not, not doesn't run towards the pod, but then changes direction <laughs> so she can't yeah. hit the pod, which is a fantastic moment. All things considered, though, this was a, a, a far more improved match than the year before for the yeah. women, I thought. Yeah, I, I completely, completely agree. Everything just seemed to be sort of in place for this one. Everyone seemed to, I guess, obviously with that first that first match, um, quite a few of the people from that one are in this one. So they know a bit more, like maybe how to do spots a little bit better, what to do and whatnot. Um, and I thought it just, it just gelled well. I thought they all just gelled well. I really, mm. really enjoyed this one, yeah. Yeah, good, good match for me, good match for me, good match for me. Coming after it, though... As has been the, the story with maybe Sasha Banks and Bailey's second reign aside, mm. it's always just been, nobody's ever been given a fair crack at the whip, have they? If look at the Iconics and their reign, Bailey and Sasha here, they lost the titles, of course, at WrestleMania 35 to the mm. Iconics. You look at the Kabuki Warriors, you look at Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, you look at maybe Nia and Shayna, but that's a tag team where, ooh, how could these opposing figures yeah. get along, possibly? Apart from Bailey and Sasha's second reign, it's never really been allowed to flourish like it should maybe have. Yeah, and and such emphasis, especially putting it in an elimination chamber match to, for for the winners of that to win the belts, felt like a big deal. And then that the whole speech afterwards with Sasha and Bailey was so emotional and so nice, and like it made it feel like these titles were going to be a big deal. And then literally straight after. That was pretty much. That was pretty much it. Maybe the Kabuki Warriors, yeah, did put a bit more stock back into them, but then nothing has really come from it. And they do just feel like a tool to start singles feuds yeah, these days, don't it they? Is. It's the same every time, isn't it? We're seeing it now with obviously Asuka and Charlotte mm-hmm. um, as well. But um, it's it's a weird one because it was a good match, but what came after uh, for the first reign we're speaking about here, obviously the second yeah. reign, obviously this time, well. Last summer, we should say that was a that was a good rain. That was where they, good. Were, where they were allowed to flourish, obviously, mm. and, and and have large portions of uh, weekly shows on SmackDown. Um, but this one, good match. Wait, is it all right or is it unbearable? For, a good match well, weighed down by the aftermath I, for, for the winners. Yeah, uh, yeah, because then like th- then Sasha had all the stuff where she had a hiatus and stuff for four months, didn't she as well? Mm. Maybe I. <laughs> Oh, that one's hard, Ross, because I don't want to take anything away from the match. That's the thing. Well, we've got to win this tier rank. It's about the winners, isn't it, what they did? That's, that's true. Yeah, then put it in all right, I guess. Put it in all right. Yeah. There we go. Not our fault. We don't book the wrestling shows. No. Then we have the other chamber match from 2019, which was for the WWE Championship at the time. A heel, no good bastard, Daniel Bryan walked in. As champion, he walked out. As champion, of course, against originally... AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and Ali. Didn't have a Mustafa at the time, I don't think. No, did he not? I don't think so. He got made Ali for a while, didn't he? Yes, he did. He maybe did have a a Mustafa. I might be mistaken. But obviously, just a week or two before, I think Mustafa Ali was having a match with Randy Orton, and he got injured. So he got taken out there, and who got put in there? It was Kofi Kingston. So the aftermath, we all know how great it was, no matter how devastating that loss to Brock Lesnar was on the first episode of SmackDown on Fox. Yeah. That was, oh, it still pains me to this day. But Kofi Mania was so... And maybe the title reign, how he was facing off against Ziggler initially, maybe that was maybe not as good as it could have been. Mm. Um, 
But the Kofi Mania moment itself at WrestleMania, obviously, the importance and significance of that, Xavier Woods in tears and all that stuff, it was just fantastic stuff. But the match itself, um, Kofi was just great in this match. The, I remember the, the one spot in particular where he rose up in that camera angle they have in the top corner of the pods. Oh, amazing, amazing so camera good. work. And just it was a good old-fashioned throwback, this match, because we had the good guy, Kofi Kingston, with the crowd behind him, the bad guy, Daniel Bryan, with the crowd booing mm-hmm. him. It was literally good guy versus bad guy, and a compelling story was told. It was it was like it was like Orton and, and Brian again, right? Like yeah. everyone everyone just builds the stock behind Kofi and it makes him feel like an actual contender for the WWE title. And like like you were saying, it's a shame that he didn't sort of get the reign that he really deserved. But this was so good. The build up from this as well, where like they keep throwing everything at Kofi yeah, to try and stop him. Yeah, to try and stop him from getting that match at uh at WrestleMania as well, and then building up to that eventually, and then him getting the win. Like that all pretty much came from the Kofi Mania stuff here at Elimination Chamber, I think. And 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 for that alone, that's whoo, whoo! It's a goodie. It's a goodie. <laughs> Top tier. Yes, without that a goes. doubt. I love this match. Another highlight as well was Jeff Jeff Hardy doing a swanton bomb off the top of the pod to AJ Styles, who was draped on the top turnbuckle. (sighs) He was doing some mad stuff. Big old Jeff back then doing some mad stuff. Him and Shinsuke as well. Do you remember? I think he does... I I can't remember what pay-per-view it was, but he tries and does like a swanton on the the apron to Shinsuke, and it's like, oh, that's... Oh, was it... Was it last year when he did that swanton bomb as well to Elias on the floor and he catches his head on the stairs? Oh, my God, yeah. Around Jeez. that time of the chamber, we had the stuff with Orton as well. I think that was mm. uh, Hell in a Cell 2018, was it, or 2019? I can't remember. It all blows in the one. <laughs> they do. They do. Like, you watch you watch so many and all you can see, Ross, is pods and glass and chains. It's amazing, isn't it? But now we go on to 2020 and a tag team elimination chamber match. The Miz and Morrison walk in as SmackDown tag team champions and they take on... The tandem that wasn't known as the Dirty, the dirty Dogs back then, but it is no. the Dirty Dogs. It's mm-hmm. Ziggler and Rude. I love that tag team name. So Heavy good. Machinery, Lucha House Party, who were drunk when they walked into this match, the way they performed. Um, that's, just, <laughs> that's a bit harsh, isn't it? But they did, they did do a few, a few whoopsies, uh, we'll say that. New Day, which was Big E and Kofi that time, and the Usos. Um, Usos and New Day start off this matchup, and obviously they've got a... A ton of history, two tons of history behind them. They're both baby faces, I think, at this time, but they can't keep their hands off each other because they've got all that story behind them. So they just go at it, go <laughs> at it. Yeah, no, this uh, what a good, good two teams to start out. Like, just really, really good. You, we had so many good matches between like Uso and, and the New Day before, and uh, to have them in an Elimination Chamber match as well with with the added, the added, ooh, the added environment is just a good. It's just good. It's a good recipe, Ross. Yeah, I don't know if Michael Nakazawa from AEW. What the hell was that? That was that was tasty. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Michael Nakazawa from AEW had been in this Elimination Chamber before this match had taken place, but that old slippy rope thing that AEW do because of Michael Nakazawa, Mm. that was happening in this match as well because the ropes were causing all kinds of havoc for uh, the Lucha House Party, especially. That's why I was was saying they were drunk because they were doing some things and it was quite funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was... uh, they, they, They didn't have the best showing, did they, in this one? That being said, though, Lince did do some very impressive things. He did off the, he did the old swinging shooting star press off the that ceiling. That was cool. The mad, yeah. the mad cat. He must have had to be drunk to do that, Ross. The mad catter. Saying. The mad catter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Otis as well was catching Dolph Ziggler falling from the sky. Tucky. 
Poor Tucky. I swear Tucky. to God, if there was crowds in the arena when he turned on Otis, he would not be in this predicament that he's in now. Nope. No, would at least have had a few between Otis and uh, Tucky by now. But Tucky mm-hmm. was doing flips, swanton bombs off Mental. the top of pods. Fantastic Mental. stuff. Better than Jeff almost. If not better than Jeff. I'm going to sneeze, Andrew. Elephant, 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 elephant. Celery? It works all the time, doesn't it? You just say elephant, it goes away. It's incredible how that works every time. I thought it was celery or something like that. I say elephant, me. Kayla told me elephant, so Kayla, yeah, elephant works for me. I'll go for elephant. Each to your own. If you're a celery guy, (laughs) a celery gal, that's up to you. But this is an (laughs) impressive match despite the slippy, slippy ropes. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a great match. And then the aftermath, of course, the WrestleMania weirdness with the old pandemic Ooh. and all that malarkey. We had Joe Mo retaining the SmackDown Tag Team titles in a triple threat singles ladder match. Phenomenal match. One of the best matches of that weekend as well. Definitely. Everything everything about this, everything about this win, like John Morrison and Miz have continued just that, just the heelish bar stewardy. Just the just being the best at getting under people's skin and always being in a title picture as well from like the tag titles and then Miz getting the money in the bank off Otis and stuff and then he's all they've always just remained relevant from this from this match I think up and to music, now obviously and the music videos as well oh my god two it's hits so good. they have two hits I'm not Oof. having anyth- anyone say anything otherwise than two hits from Miz <laughs> and Morrison so this one. Does it? It's ta- again. It's tag team wrestling in WWE, so we can't mm. look at the aftermath with too much, too much credence in this in this situation here. But uh, oh, lovely, or is it all right? I think, I think because of the stuff they've continued to do, and because even though it wasn't a tag match, it was it was it was a triple threat ladder match. But because of that as well, I put the I put that in lovely, but it, because lovely it was a good well. it was a good match too. Again, it's not our fault that Vince McMahon has no faith, no no stock in tag team wrestling. For mm. whatever reason that is, I do not know. But now we move on to a women's elimination chamber match. Shayna Baszler walks in. Shayna Baszler quite literally eats everybody. And Shayna Baszler goes home with a very full belly. <sighs> Ross, this makes me sad. This it does one. make you sad. We'll go through the people who are in there as well. Asuka was in there. Liv Morgan was in there. Natalia was in there. Ruby Wright was in there. And Sarah Logan was in there. The winner got a Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 36. We might as well speak about the aftermath now. It was looking so good for Shayna Baszler after that. that I say that. That NXT Women's Championship reign that she had that was ended mm-hmm. by Rhea Ripley. She then goes to the main roster. She turns into a vampire. She has this <laughs> match here. <laughs> where you're thinking, wow. And NXT... What made them special in NXT is continuing is transferred over to the main roster. Because so many times we've seen that thing that made them special in NXT lost by the time they get the main roster. But no, mm-hmm. Vinnie Mac has been watching Shayna Baszler in NXT. She's keeping what made her special. She's going to dominate for a long period of time. But we go on to WrestleMania and Becky rolls her up and wins. Unreal. Just uh, not was, wasn't, was not expecting it. Really no. genuinely wasn't expecting it. Because especially with, with her and Rhea as well, you were like, oh, we, we, we're getting what we wanted. We're getting some new new stars are being built. Good things are happening for them, and rightly so as well, because they're both phenomenal phenomenal uh, wrestlers. But but just for this to happen, and all the build-up of Shayna looking unbelievably just beastly as well in this, just, yeah. d- just done, like completely stomped out. And then what? she's not really done much since other than like the tag team stuff, but then she's not able to go a full potential either like it's genuinely really really sad just because Vince is like yeah don't 
don't really like her. I don't understand it, do you? Because no. that's the. The fact that she is so different is what should set her apart. That mm-hmm. makes any sense whatsoever. I know it's a very obvious thing to say, but she just she just does bring something different to the table in terms of uh, women's wrestling in WWE today. But maybe this is the biggest sort of disconnect between the winner of the Chamber match and how that was done and the, the aftermath of, you know, after the Chamber match. And mm. How far does that WrestleMania defeat bring down what was a fantastic performance from Shayna Baszler inside the Women's Chamber? Because she ate everybody, as I said. Yeah. She annihilated poor Liv Morgan by swinging her and oh. banging her against the cage. And My God. She was trapping Natalia in the door and just using the door on Natalia. It was just, she looked like an absolute killer. And it was great to see. She did. And for that, I mean, if, if we're just thinking about the Elimination Chamber match alone, just amazing. Like, so amazing. And like you were saying, just continues her looking like a beast um, throughout this whole entire thing. And, like, these kinds of matches seem right for Shayna Baszler as well. Put her in some, like, structure and have her, like, just ragging people around and throwing them against stuff and using it to her advantage. Well, that was the big difference, wasn't it, between NXT Shayna and main roster Shayna is the fact they had to call her the cage fighter, Mm. Shayna Baszler, just in case you didn't get the reference with all the (laughs) stuff that she does, that she used to do the MMA back in the day. So obviously Elimination Shayna being a cage, Yes, that that means the cage fighter should be at home in the cage. But I reckon, I'm going to say it to you now, Andrew, if if she won at WrestleMania, this was in the best, no doubt about it. But I reckon the aftermath of Elimination Chamber brings it down to the top of lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I just hope, I hope so much that she gets another shot. I don't know if she will, and she might not, but deep down, they're wasting so much potential there if they don't. As we're sat here today, Andrew, I've just done a news video with Jack this morning where one of the stories was Shane has appeared on Renee's uh, oral session. Renee Ooh. Young, come on straight to hell, please. I really want to do it. It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? I love Renee Young. Anyway, she's telling Renee Young that Vince McMahon apparently said to her, I want you to be a proper MMA lady, do all of the MMA stuff in the ring. She went out and had a match with Natalia. Apparently beat the piss out in Italia, not legitimately, but in an MMA style, which mm. Vince McMahon asked of her. And then she gets backstage, and Vince McMahon goes, nah, don't like that. Go out there and have a proper wrestling match. They have a wrestling match, redo the same match on the same show. And then Shayna comes backstage, and says, Vince says, oh, I like that. What's up with him? What the, <laughs> What's up with him, Ros? Weird, isn't it? Very weird. But there we have it. Shayna Baszler, uh, Elimination Chamber 2020 is at the top of lovely, 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 just because of that WrestleMania defeat to Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Now we go on to this year's matches. Daniel Bryan, of course, walked in there against Cesaro, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn. I loved this match. Only Great. one one bad thing was Cesaro not winning. But yeah. you, can't, you can't have everything, can you, in life? You can't. That's the thing. Uh, again, the, the, only, the, the only problem, I think, with this match is, and it's not really a problem because it does set up Roman being... A, the biggest heel in the company with the match being straight after it feels inconsequential just because that person wins the match and then gets squashed straight after yeah. and then we get obviously the moment Edge comes out Spears reigns and then points at the Wrestlemania signs so that's the next thing but uh, yeah I would have loved if Cesaro won this and then yeah. maybe got a, a shot at, le- at least at fast lane get him get, make him look like he deserves to be in the title picture because he does deserve to be in the title picture without, without a doubt Definitely. Uh, Cesaro, of course, looked great in this match. Up until he got eliminated, he was doing pull-ups on the top of the cage and everything just doing. That one-legged swing he did on Daniel Bryan just before he got eliminated oh, was brutal. Unreal. Brutal. How did his leg stay attached to his body? I've got no idea. <laughs> Fantastic scenes anyway. Big uh, Corbin as well. Corbin came in there when Bryan and Cesaro were in there, two baby faces. Once again, 
the heel King Corbin, much like when he faces the Mysterio as ever. The odds stacked against the heel. It's weird. It's weird how he always gets booked in that sort of scenario, but he looked impressive as well. Mm-hmm. Sammy was hilarious. KO was good as well, just stuttering everybody. Jay, U- Jay Uso, Jay Uso really? using the door of the cage on Kevin Owens. That was looked good. absolutely devastating. It was just so everyone had their role in the match and everyone played their role very well indeed. And I, I really enjoyed it. And as, as you said earlier, the aftermath made things a bit inconsequential with uh, the Universal title match happening straight after this Chamber match here. And in terms of where Brian goes from here, we don't know. So let's just mm. base this one on Daniel Bryan winning. Was he the right guy to go up against Roman Reigns? You'd probably say no. Uh, it, because of the way... If, we, if, if the match wasn't straight after, perhaps. But like because it was straight after, why not let Cesaro win? You know, um, it would have, the, you would presume that the match would have the same formula where Daniel Bryan looked for a second that maybe oh he might do it, but then oh no he's just got flanned. Yeah. So yeah. why not Cesaro for that? So shall where in terms of a winner, because we don't have much aftermath to go off. With the aftermath we do have, as you said, is inconsequential. Mm. Top of all right area. Because it was a good match. Yeah, it was a to, really good match. We had to rank the, the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. All right. Put it in all right. That's just because of our personal preference. Nothing really yes. to do with Doris Booking. <laughs> no, it was a good match. Nobody think nobody think that because we put it there, it was a bad match because it's not. But it's just the winner. Exactly. And that's what we hit the tank. Tier rank, aren't we? I said tank there. I'm tanking right now. <laughs> but finally, we have Drew McIntyre, of course. He went in there to defend his WWE Championship against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and Sheamus. He walks out there. The stuff happened with The Miz, obviously. Um, right winner, though, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Initially, um, part of me thought it was going to be Sheamus, you know, to build up to like a, a match between him and Drew at, at WrestleMania. But that was an—I I say it was a surprise because I feel like people were like, "Is he going to cash in or isn't he?" I think the biggest surprise was how how Miz actually won, because I think people sort of thought if he was going to cash in, it might not be successful. I didn't think it was going to be successful, so that was a nice surprise, and for him to get. Obviously, the win of Drew wins it, and then and then he gets the the win over Drew. I thought that was really good. What happens now? I don't I don't really know. I mean, Drew's obviously. I feel like Drew's got to get himself back in the. I think in the it's title obvious picture. what's going to happen. Me, I think him, him last, and Bobby at rest. Yeah, it's next week on Raw's where Saturday. I think it'll be tomorrow night when this. If this goes out on the day, I think it's going out tomorrow night on Raw. Bobby mm. Lashley's taking on the Miz for the title. I think shenanigans happens there. The rematch happens at Fastlane. Bobby wins the title at Fastlane. Bobby goes on to face Drew at WrestleMania, and Drew gets his win back in front of fans. I think that's where we're going with this one. A lovely, nice, wholesome story. That is a nice, wholesome story. Just a shame about Lashley being sort of a transitional champion though. there. Well, then you can have a big feud over the summer, and who knows, maybe at SummerSlam, Bobby gets it back, something like that. Mm. Because Bobby Lashley, since he's been this new aggressive Bobby Lashley who doesn't say much and just kicks people's heads in, fantastic stuff. Love seeing it. Ready for Bobby Lashley to be a world champion. Finally, a proper world champion, I should say, in WWE. Because ECW doesn't count, does it really? It doesn't. And that's the thing. Like This feels like what he should have got in his initial run. Just a good, solid title run. And hopefully, like you said, hopefully at SummerSlam he does finally get what he genuinely really, really deserves. He really, really deserves a uh, a good shot at the belt. But as for this chamber match itself, we had Kofi rolling up Randy, I think, which was a, a yes. shocking moment, but a good mm-hmm. moment as well. Styles, I love that moment where they made Omos look like a powerhouse just by <laughs> ripping the door off, or the, the, the glass off, so I should say. Uh, Styles seen his opportunity to try and eliminate somebody. Didn't work out, but I like the sort of tactical thinking and that- using his big, big, what was it called? His personal powerhouse, his personal 
I don't know what to call him. We've got that silly nickname from Big Boy. Personal Big Boy. Uh, using that to his advantage. Uh, I thought, obviously, the final two would be Drew and Sheamus, but so it was mm. a shock to see AJ Styles eliminate Sheamus like he did. But the way they did the final bit of that match was great as well with the sort of shock Claymore kick eliminating Sheamus. I call it a shock. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. A shock Claymore uh, to get rid of Sheamus. And just another really solid Chamber match. A night of solid Chamber matches this year's pay-per-view was. But... And I can see why, if you're going to take the title off Drew, obviously they didn't have to do that. I can see why they used the cash in, because you don't want Drew getting beat by Bobby definitively, do you? You want Shagans at play, don't you? No, yeah. And and like I said before, I guess it was a good, possibly a good swerve, because I think a lot of us thought it was either going to be Drew or Sheamus. Yeah. And then this thing with the Miz happens, and I was like, oh, that's 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 actually really good. Um, but yeah, I think it was right that that, that Drew won this one. So, as a winner of the Chamber match itself, I think Drew was the right call. Having Drew, mm. especially when you've got Roman being a clever wrestler, not getting himself in a Chamber match, and you're thinking, why is Drew not doing the same? Having him mm. win the match, I think, was crucial. So, lovely, 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 at least, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, because it still makes winner. him look strong. It still yeah. makes him look strong, doesn't it? Yeah. And it lovely, was a, not, lovely, not, lovely. One of the, not one of the best Chamber matches of all time, but a really solid Chamber match, mm-hmm. all things considered. So, there we have it. Woo! Let's try and find out now if I can remember which picture represents which year. <laughs> Who is the best of the best? So we've got Shawn Michaels from 2002 is definitely there. Daniel Bryan from 2019 is definitely there. Triple H from 2009? Yeah. Was it? Is that the one that's in there? I've got no idea. He's won it oh, that no, many times. That, that might have been the, the uh, New Year's Revolution one, right? With the storytelling with Evolution? No, that no? Was, that's in Lovely, Lovely, Lovely. Oh, this one's a bit later on. Which year was it? Around 2009 time. Yeah, No Way Out. Was it 2009? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll just say yes. that. And then yes. we've got under- <laughs> we've got the Undertaker one, whichever one that was. <laughs> that was which one was that? That was was that Scrambled No Way Out here. as well? 2008 No Way Out. I think yes. that was the one with the tombstone back over the ropes with uh, Batista. Mm-hmm. Yes, right then. So is Michael Zero Two better than Edge when he cashes in that one? I think Edge is better. Edge is better, so John Cena's win goes to the top. Undertaker, No Way Out 2008. Does that trump Edge and Cena in 2006? Sorry, not five. Mm, I don't think so. It stays where it is. This random Triple H one, does that trump? (laughs) No, because I can't remember which one it is. (laughs) (laughs) Let me try and find it. Sing another song while I try. Is it Um, No Way Out 2008, maybe? No. Yeah, I think no. Or is it? It must be two thousand nine, with the one where Edge is first out. Yes. yes. Yes, that makes more sense. So Edge, uh, sorry, Triple H winning two thousand nine. No way out. I think Edge is still on top. Yes, so do I. And then finally, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Mania, all that stuff. Ooh. Just, just below Edge. So there we have it. The best winner, in our opinion, in the history of Elimination Chamber, was John Cena. Who, if you put our rationale for the 2021 Universal Title Chamber, was inconsequential because it yep. meant something like someone else. That's the way we work here at Cold <laughs> <Yeah. Holly. laughs> We make no sense whatsoever, <laughs> no. but we do at the same time. Andrew, how have you found your first bit of Gary YouTubing? It's been lovely. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a I've had a nice blast. It's been nice going through these, and it's been nice uh, it's been nice conversing with you. About it's a slog, well. isn't it? We've been going for one hour forty eight minutes on the recording at the time, <laughs> as I'm looking at my timeline thing there. So there we go. Best ever chamber win was an inconsequential one. 
What a lovely song. <laughs> Anything you want to plug before we bugger off? Uh, no, uh, I guess Monday, Monday fun days on Twitch, everybody. I think most people know about them already if you come and watch them. So twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic, six o'clock on a Monday, just there either making Lego or playing games or doing something daft, sometimes flips. I said this before, sometimes like doing doing flips and stuff on, on, on cushions, that's good. But other than that, I'm just here doing bits and pieces. Um, and yeah. Can you just say, if you hurt yourself while doing these stunts, that we, as Cult Arlick Limited, are not not liable? You're very liable. No, we're not All liable. Yeah. Nobody's forcing you to do that stuff, Andrew. It's it, it it's for the views, Ross. So peer pressure. So all of you at home are liable. That's where we're ending this tier rank. So thank, thank you very much for joining us. I've been Gary YouTube. He's been Gary YouTube as well. An impressive debut in the Gary YouTube and stuff. We'll see you next time on these really long tier rank malarkeys. Wave at the camera, Gary. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.